And now, introducing the man who's tried diligently but failed repeatedly to qualify for the local mock trial competition as he appears every morning with a tight five and a microphone only to be told, quote, that's not what mock trial means. You can't keep showing up here and interrupting the court of law with your little jokes, unquote. In attempts to get out of carpool duty for his children in the afternoon, he devised an elaborate scheme where he says, quote, sorry, honey, I'm working, unquote, as he sits in the studio and watches Tennis Channel for hours. He is Glenn Clark. Got a little bit of cash on the Coco Golf match today because I partnered it with a, a winner already yesterday. Parlaying it? Yeah, you could call it a parlay. I... I, whatever you want to call it, I'm a, I'm I'm thankful because I I accidentally screwed up. I was going to go with a three-way parlay and throw in Madison Keys as well, and Madison Keys got her ass kicked last night. So Shows thankfully, you know. well, I didn't do that. Well, you were going. Thankfully, to. I I it left that one. I left that to. one out, and um, you said only, you messed up. What's that? You didn't choose not to. You just accidentally didn't. It sounds like. Well, that, that's a choice, Kyle. I'm not sure if you're aware. That's that's so choice sure. when that's you when you thing. do something. It's a personal choice. I'm not sure if you understand how personal choices uh, work. Yes, I'm not going question. to. I'm not going to talk to you about this. It was a personal choice. That's HIPAA. Uh, yeah, it's HIPAA. So uh, just we're just waiting on that Coco Golf match today. Find out what time that is, Jack. Get on get on that. That's obviously the most important thing we've got going on today. We need to know a little bit more about that. Hi, hi, friends. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Kyle. We got a busy show on tap for a Tuesday. Today's program is brought to you. Oh, this one's brought to you by the BMW Championship. You have until Thursday. Let me make this very clear. You can go get your tickets for the BMW Championship. The top 70 golfers on the PGA Tour are coming to Baltimore to play Caves Valley Golf Club later this month for the BMW Championship. It's part of the playoffs. It's one of the most important events of the year. It's going to be an awesome weekend at Cape. If I were you, I would secure your tickets right now by going to bmwchampionship.com. Now, I'm not you. If you're someone who would prefer to be left out in the cold and have no friends and not do what all the cool kids are doing and you know, be the guy that's wondering what it must be like to be at this amazing event. I always remember, like, I, people would approach me and be like, boy, what's it like to be at the, the Ravens games every week when I was on the beat? I was like, you know, you can buy a ticket. Like, you can find out. You don't need somebody else to describe it to you. There, Tickets are available, believe it or not. Like, you can go. I think there are genuinely people that believe that, like, you can't do these things. Well, it costs money. It's, it, I understand. Yeah. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. You can thing. win I, these tickets and get no, it. No, 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 no. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I believe there are people that it's not, I don't want to pay the money to do it. It's that they they just live in a world in which nothing is real to them. I'll, I'll make a comparison. I uh, The other day, I wanted to watch the, the final of the City Open, mm -hmm. right? It. I, I said to my son, I'm like, by the way, you know, dad was just there on Friday. And my son, who's six, looks at me and he's like, wait, so this is real? I was like, what do you mean this is real? He's like, this is like a real thing that's really happening? I'm like, yeah, pal, it's a real thing that's really happening when dad watches tennis. And, like, he can't comprehend that. Because in his world, it's cartoons and it's, you know, superheroes and it's things. Paw Patrol. Well, he's kind of growing out. I think he's growing out of the Paw Patrol. Like the he's younger one. Nobody has asked. I, the younger one is whatever the older yeah, one I is. Yeah, I guess that's how that goes. It's the way it works. So the older one's growing out of the Paw Patrol. Really into DuckTales right now. Super you know, into DuckTales. Yeah, he's rich. Big into DuckTales. 
Um, but not as into the Paw Patrol. Like, there's a Paw Patrol movie coming out, and there has been no questions. There have been zero questions about whether or not we're taking in to see the Paw Patrol movie. None. Zero. So I'm good with that because yeah, right. Lord knows I had no interest in it. Um, but the moral of the story right? is, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm I'm not even sure. I'm pretty sure this is the one where they they okay. finally NC seventeen, if you will, <laughs> finally really go there, man. It's like a, yeah. it's like a Zoe. It's what is that? Uh, I I Carly oh, yeah. yeah, stepping up. They're gonna do adult <laughs> themes or whatever. So I think there are people that still struggle with like the fact that like you can you can just go, you can just do that. That is an option for you if you'd like. You can go to the BMW Championship, or you can be the guy that sits there and stares at it and wonders what it must be like. Like, I bet it's awesome to be there. Well, yeah, it probably is. So just go get your tickets at BMWChampionship.com. But as Kyle was pointing out, you might not even have to do that because you could win them. Now, here's what I would do. I would make sure you've got your tickets by going to BMWChampionship.com and buying them. And then I would enter to win the, the big prize. And at the end of the day, you're going to have a choice here. So the big prize is that you can get two passes to the 1899 Club on Friday of the tournament. So everybody's going to be playing. Nobody's going to be going home yet. It's going to be a great day, start to finish, morning to early evening of golf for you to hang out in the 1899 Club. Go to PressBoxOnline.com contests right now, and you can register. And if you are the grand prize winner... You'll get in that all-inclusive hospitality venue that's located on the par 4 11th hole that includes unlimited food, beer, wine, and soft drinks throughout the day. We can keep six packs of soda in there. You can have both beer and soda, in fact. You can have as much as your heart desires. One parking pass is included. So maybe stop drinking at some point during the day would be my suggestion. There's stadium-style seating and a shaded area that are available as part of the club in order to provide a comfortable experience for you throughout the course of the day. Plus, you still get access to the grant. You can still go to the rest of the grounds. Big fan of shade, personally. Yeah, I do love shade. Who doesn't love some shade? Underrated, I would oh, say. Oh, no question don't talk, about that. Spouse the virtues of shade. I was, uh, in this was world. playing croquet at my uh, father-in-law's house the other day, and at some point during the day, I decided to myself, you know what? I'm going to go put a chair down in the shade. Yeah. Are you the type of guy that day. will cross the street if you don't need to just to walk in the shade? Because I am. It's been a long time since I've been in such a position, but I would. I would, 100%. Big fan of shade. So that's what the grand prize winner is going to win. So if you buy your tickets and then you win these tickets, the good news is you can either give someone your regular tickets, you could sell them if you'd like, you could do whatever you want. And if you don't win the grand prize, again, by going to pressboxonline.com slash contest, the good news for you is that there are still more tickets available. Four of you will also win a pair of grounds tickets for any one day of the tournament. So you can go wherever you'd like, follow whatever golfer you want to follow, camp out of the 18th hole, whatever it is that you want to do, you'll be able to do that. Uh, the four runners-up or the four first prize winners get a pair of grounds tickets for any day of, or for one specific day of the tournament. So that's what you can do, pressboxonline.com slash contest. And again, get your own tickets by going to bmwchampionship.com. Here's what's coming up on the program today. In just a few minutes, Randy Mueller. Mueller you got me doing it now, Mueller. you son of a bitch. I Everyone know it. I'm that. very aware that it's – I didn't even do – I didn't do the Mueller bit. I did Mueller. Well, once upon a time, saying. there was a confusion. Yes, I'm aware. Yes. There was a report. They yes. get the whole thing. Randy Mueller is the former general manager of the Saints and the Dolphins. He's been a friend of ours uh, for a little while. He's one of the nicest people. And he is. we're going to talk to him about 
you know, Josh Allen's contract, what that means for Lamar, and perhaps how the organization goes about handling the vaccination the, the whole situation the elephant I, in the room i don't know i don't know how a a franchise handles this they clearly want the man to get vaccinated but he is it's not personal in a rush i don't know if you heard it's a personal decision he's going to talk to the doctors though yeah he said that well he the nfl is looking through the science they're, they're dealing they're going through they're going science. through science they're yes. going through science uh, later on, uh, we're going to chat with Xavier Green. I got This was a personal request that was made by a couple of listeners, including Ty and... We have a Ty? Yeah, there's a Ty who's a listener, Ty Hayes. Nice. And Welcome. then he checked in yesterday, and somebody had checked in... So last week, yes. when Xavier Green committed, yes. I got a message from somebody, like, looking forward to hearing him on your show. Rather, and, rather presumptive. Well, I mean, we do. We, you know, we typically put these guys. In fairness, we do Those typically. Are both words, right? Yeah, I think they're both. I think this is presumptuous. I think it's presumptuous. I don't know though. Yeah, right. It might be both. Hey, Jack, get on that. Yeah, presumptive get on that. And what time's Coco Golf playing today? She's playing 11. at eleven. Oh, oh doesn't wow. look good for you. It's not great. Presumptive versus presumptuous. Yeah, get on that too. I do want to know the answer to that. Um, so. So I don't remember who I just don't remember who it was last week, and I just forgot. I'm sorry. I just plum forgot. Lot going on, totally forgot. And then Ty followed up yesterday and was like, "Hey man, hey man, what you thought? When's Xavier Green gonna be on the show? The answer's today. He'll be joining us a little bit later on today. Uh, transfer coming into Maryland after uh, playing the last uh, few years at Old Dominion. You're allowed yes. to speak. What did we learn about presumptive and presumptuous, Jack? This is yeah. important. Presumptuous describes someone who oversteps the limits of courtesy or politeness, and presumptive is a different word which describes something that is expected to happen or become true. So they're both applicable. They're kind of both applicable, but like... I don't I, know if he overstepped I don't the bounds, think he did. You know? I think it's more presumptive than presumptuous. So I was right without knowing I was I right. I think so. Yeah. I think that that's the closer one. Fair enough. Um, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. A solid observation on your part. Uh, also, later on in the show, uh, Katie Zafiris is a twice Olympic medalist. How do you how do you say that? Two time. But, but is that multiple Olympics or when you win two within the same Olympics? Do you still say two time? I think you say two time. Do you though? I think two time would write would would, would be a two time Olympic participant. I think, but I think if someone said a two time Olympic medalist, they would but assume like Michael that Phelps you was like a twenty three time gold medalist, wasn't he? Isn't that I don't think that you would say that. I don't think you say twenty three time Jack, gold get on medalist. This. I don't think this one might be a little bit wonkier <laughs> to get an answer to. Um, this one might be a little bit tougher than presumptive presumptuous. <laughs> this might be a little bit tougher. She won two medals, is the point. Katie Zafiris from Carroll County in this Olympics from Hampstead went to Tokyo, yes. having never won a medal despite competing in the 2016 games. And when she came back, she had all kinds of medals. She had yeah. dos medales. I don't, I don't, I got nothing for it. Rather that. presumptuous. That certainly was presumptuous on my part. Um, we're going to talk to, um, we're going to talk to her as, um, uh, she was a, a two-time medal winner in uh, Tokyo. Sort of an emotional victory as well. Correct. Time, yeah. uh, if you missed her conver- our conversation with her before the Olympics, she had just lost her father not that long before, and there was one partic- there's one particular thing she said after the bronze in the individual triathlon. That's what she competes in, by the way, triathlon. Who knew that there were multiple events in the triathlon? I did not, and I feel kind of like a jerk because yeah, probably I would have. I thought her Olympics was over after she won the bronze in the triathlon. As it turns out, there's a mixed team triathlon, and she'll tell us more about that. I don't get it. Uh, she won the silver in the mixed team triathlon. At so which point is like a this feels like a you ever played Mario Party? Mm-hmm. You know how there was like the mini game where it's like you have three on one and one person has to do everything, and then the other one like each person handles a different leg. 
Is I that don't, what the mixed team triathlon is like? I don't know. We'll like find out. One we, person runs, we one would, person bikes, one God, person swims. I don't know. We're gonna find out. That's what I'm right. wondering. We're gonna find out. And then uh, later on in the show, Brad Downs, senior VP of the Baltimore Ravens, is going to check in with us. They have a huge event coming up we've been telling you about with all-time low and a chance for you to hang out with other Ravens fans for the uh, opener, get some live music, and only for 10 bucks, which is insane. I, I, I promise you this. There is no other way that you're going to see all-time low play a show ever for 10 bucks. That will not be happening anywhere else, so it's a pretty big deal. Uh, all right, so that's all coming up on the program today. I wanted to follow up on the conversation that we had yesterday and my column at PressBoxOnline.com. I did hear from I like mostly people who uh, enjoyed the column and appreciated what we were saying. I and I just, in fact, even the people that that seemed to dissent were not the crazies. I didn't hear from, you know, I heard from like one guy. Who, this is one of the funnier responses. He made a personal decision. Good for him. Do you understand how stupid that, like? I saw a lot of that I, on the Facebook. I, I went to poop today. That was a personal decision. It was a biological. Decision. Do you want to? Do you want to congratulate? But I could have chosen to poop in my pants. That would have been an option that I could have made. I you chose to poop gone in to the poop, toilet. Though. But I chose to poop in the toilet today, Kyle. Fair enough. Do I deserve praise? I would say yes. The concept of personal decision being the standard by which we praise someone. You made a decision today. Well, congratulations. You didn't collapse under the weight of a simple decision that you had to make. My God, what a hero you are. Let us, let us raise you up on our shoulders because you did not die from the weight of having to make any singular decision. You're an idiot. It was close, though. God, I don't even remember what the guy's name was. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to call you out. You're an idiot. Now, I know what you were really trying to say. You can't. Rabble, rabble. Because you can't. No, what you, he's really trying to say is he made the decision that I like. And so, good for him. You're trying to make it seem like it's somehow broader than that. It's not. He is backing up the thing that you want to feel and that you want to believe. And so, because of that, you like it. It has nothing to do... There is no moral um, accomplishment here whatsoever. Not to say that there's a moral accomplishment necessarily by getting the vaccine. It, it should be as simple as just... Hey, protect myself and the ones I care about. Here, here's, there's a lot of benefits on one side. There's literally no benefits on the other side. We should probably just go ahead and do this. I mean, there's literally no benefit at all to not getting vaccinated. None. Zero. There's, there's not one. If you don't like needles, maybe. I, I mean, I guess you avoid needles. Yeah. It's not a benefit. It's just a, you avoid... I don't know what you would say to that. Um, I did hear from a couple of people that... Um, that went down this path. And I'll uh, bring up the one, I believe this was Phil. Phil says, um, Glenn, I'm surprised that someone who talks about the libertarian side of themselves feels the need to try to shame someone in doing what the government wants them to do. Phil, I don't give a rat's ass what the government wants someone to do. As I made very clear in the column, this is about what's best for a football team. Now, for what it's worth, I would like for you to get vaccinated, too. I, I think it's going to help us as there's a society. There's a society and there's a government. Those are different Co things. Correct. But I don't give a rat's ass about what the government wants. I want people to make decisions based on what's best for society. In the same way that before a lot of people did, I was discussing the need to open up the economy a year ago. And there are probably people that feel a certain way politically that didn't like that. But we have to do what's best for a society as a whole, carefully, safely, all of those things. But I was the same guy 
not because of the government, not because of the president, because of the need to make sure that we weren't allowing businesses to be completely crushed, I was the same guy that said, no, we can't just sit in lockdown forever. We've got to figure out a safe way to go about reopening the economy. Which I think people of certain political proclivities appreciated me saying. But it's not about politics. I don't give a rat's ass about politics. I care about doing what's best for society at large. I don't care about the government. In this case, it's not even necessarily about society with Lamar Jackson. It's way more about football. He's the quarterback of the football team. There is a serious disadvantage to the football team if Lamar Jackson is not vaccinated. This thing does not appear to just be going away. And because we are super adverse to going back to a lockdown scenario, and I want to make it very clear, I do not think we should. Because of that, this thing is going to be real. There's one really good way to protect against it. It's getting vaccinated. And again, there's no negative to it. I did hear from a few of you that think that this is about government control and what's the next thing that they're going to force upon us. One, they aren't forcing this upon us. You can say... Well, that's what they're doing with mask mandates or with um, you know, vaccine passports or whatever. I, first of all, I don't even know if vaccine passports are an actual real thing. I guess there are private businesses that are... Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. In New York, I don't think it's called a passport, but in New York, in order to go into a gym or an inside restaurant, you do have to prove that Paris, you've been vaccinated. same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Whatever you want to call that, call it that. That's fine. But you still get to choose. You don't have to go to those places. No one is forcing you to. You can decide you don't want to do that. That is your choice. But you'll deal with the consequences. Yes, there will be consequences that come with that decision, as there are consequences that come with every decision. If you don't want to get a driver's license and choose to drive a car, there will be consequences of that decision. But you don't have to get a driver's license. No one is forcing you. You can choose to not get a driver's license. It's your option. There are consequences that come from those decisions. But you can choose that. It is not forced upon you. Not in a legal sense. I understand that there will always be people that are anti-government and anti-everything, essentially. I understand those people will exist. This is still the problem with all of this, is making this is out to be a governmental issue. Well, and it's a little bit that. But public it's, health but is it's, different but than it's, government. Right, it's secondary. It's that we, as citizens, are capable, we have brains, and we are capable of understanding the difference between overreach and what's best for society. Not to say the government isn't guilty of quite a bit of overreach. There's no question about that. But this is is pretty simplistic. It is best for everyone. There is no argument against that except for those, again, that are immunocompromised. That's why I put Zach Benny on the show on Friday. I had somebody reach out to me about that. And again, I said, read the column. I covered it. If for some reason, the evidence that we have says that's not what Lamar Jackson is dealing with. Who would have heard about that? That's, that's the evidence that we have. Although if that might for, be HIPAA. Perhaps. That perhaps actually that's might be, HIPAA. Yeah. Well, I mean, he still has the doctor can't tell us. No. But he could still tell us. For as much as we heard about Mark Andrews and the discussion about him and yeah. all of that and him um, playing last year. But again, the, the moral of the story is that it's best for the football team. That's what this is. Not about the government, not about any of that stuff. 
It's just about what's best for the football team when it comes to Lamar Jackson. Now, secondarily, yes, I would like for you to get vaccinated too. I, I There is no argument to me against it. It's short of the I'm immunocompromised. There are legitimate health reasons why I cannot. Anything besides that, I would like for you to get vaccinated because it's best for society. It's best for us moving forward and being able to have a normal functioning American society, international society. Today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation, 50% off all styles of windows, plus no money down, no payments, no interest for two full years. It's an absurd deal. Take advantage of it before it goes away. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. Joining us now, a friend of ours, former NFL general manager, of course, with the Saints and the Dolphins, someone who is very kind with his time, and uh, and Chris Pica tells me is literally like his favorite person on the face of the planet. He's our buddy Randy Mueller, and he joins us now again here on GCR. Randy, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's always great to chat with you, sir. Thank you so much for taking some time for us. Thanks, guys. Good to be with you, and uh, I guess I better send Chris Pike the check. Huh? Yeah, right. I, by the way, he every time I we have you on, he messages me. He's like, "You understand? Randy Mueller's the nicest human being I ever worked for." I'm like, <laughs> "Man, that is that is high appra-. And he and I work together, and so he's definitely taking a shot at me when he's doing that. He's definitely <laughs> saying, "No, it's great to talk to you as always, Randy. Appreciate you taking the time for us. Um, we we are we are in an interesting spot here in Baltimore, and I, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things that we're dealing with, if I could." And the first is 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 sensitive, right? It's it's really tough. Which is the the face of the franchise, the former MVP of the league, um, has now dealt with COVID twice and has not gotten vaccinated and doesn't appear particularly interested in getting vaccinated. And based on the way that the rules are written for football season, whatever your opinion of that is. It, it puts you at a serious disadvantage if a player is choosing to not get vaccinated. Clearly, the Ravens aren't going to be threatening to cut Lamar Jackson in a way that like, some guys that are on the fringe of a roster might be in a difficult spot um, when it comes right. to this decision. What do you do? How do you handle this as an organization when you're dealing with something that somebody holds as some sort of personal belief, however they came to it, but the reality is it, it is impactful for your football team and the goals that you have for this season, what does this look like for the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, I think you've hit on it. It's a tough spot. There's no doubt about it. And they're seeing it in Minnesota as well with Kirk Cousins. He's, he's really in the same position that Lamar is in. I, and I, I am not a doctor, obviously. Stated a few holiday ends, but that doesn't make me qualify. I mean, that's pretty good, but though. It's pretty it's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, at the same time, this kid, I think at some point, is going to have to He's going to have to do what's best for the team, right? He wants to be the face of the franchise. He's really been there, done that already. I just think at some point you've got to look your teammates in the eye and say, what can I do to help you, and what can I do to further the cause of us extending playoff runs and getting there? The other thing is, having come back from COVID twice now, and again, I have not had COVID, so I don't understand the detail. Right. I can't imagine he feels 100% and great and is ready to attack uh, vigorously like you would be if you were a healthy, you know, in camp the last 10 days player. So there's, there's individual issues, there's team issues, there's, there's all kinds of issues they have to deal with. But I think football being the team game that it is, I think eventually you have to do what's right for the team. And although your beliefs may be different, I think 
if I want to draw a paycheck, if I want to do exactly the best thing for my team, I'm going to probably have to get vaccinated at some point. We all would do that, I think, in our own line of work or in business. We wouldn't hold back our teammates. And it's hard if you don't have trust as an organization that the quarterback is going to be there week in and week out. That's a hard one to overcome. It's a terrifying thought that you could end up later on this season facing a a critical two-game stretch. And, and I get it. Anybody, even the vaccinated, can test positive. I understand that, yep. but the rules allow yep. for them to come back as soon as they have two negative tests, right? Whereas right. An, an unvaccinated player is immediately out for 10 days. So it's a terrifying thought that you could face a critical two-game stretch later on this season, and because someone's unwilling to get vaccinated, the by far most important part of your team is unavailable for those two games, and there was an easy way to prevent it that they just yeah. weren't willing to do. It's, 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 it's a, it's a potentially critical thing. Like it, I'm not trying to be over dramatic about it, Randy, but I, I think the reality is it could potentially doom your season. 100%. I totally agree. And I think yeah, we, we can dramatize it somewhat, but it is what it is. And, and you're not talking about the backup left guard. You're talking about the, right. like we said, the face of really your city uh, when it comes to the NFL season. So I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure they've talked to him about it a million times. Maybe if he has some hesitation, find the expert that he will listen to. You know, there's there's a lot of messages out there, some true, some not true. But they've got to find a way to, to make it make sense to him, I think, and and uh, believe that the team-first concept is, is going to come to fruition here at some point. Is, is it in any way, we were talking about this yesterday, and I, and I just don't know what exactly this would look like, but is there any way that you can tie it into ongoing contract negotiations? Is, is, it, is it possible, or would it be so, you know, I, would it be seemingly unethical to try to do something like this, to say, you know, not to put it in writing, but to sort of say, hey, Lamar, you know, we've already hammered out the deal, right? Like, we all know what it's going to be. The moment you get vaccinated, we're going to put it in front of you. Like, it, it, can you do anything like that, or is that way too far, just not something that an organization can consider? Well, I think that's probably above my pay scale. I don't know. I think lawyers would be involved with that. As far as being ethical, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're securing – your your services for x amount of years you'd like him to be healthy you'd like him to uh you know be there day in day out um it's probably worth mentioning at some point during that negotiations for sure i don't know that you can tie it to it because i don't know the legalities of that but again you're 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 trying to ensure that your best player is available to you and and on your team for years to come it would make sense that he, he got vaccinated and, and protected those around him, if nothing else. I, I mean, I completely agree. I just, it, it, this is this is so unprecedented, right? This We're yeah. having this conversation. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I don't even know what to compare it to that you yeah. would consider this. But I would I would find it difficult to, to, to sign the deal, to give him the deal before he got vaccinated. Like, I just, yeah. I, 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 I hate saying that, but I would find it tough to do it. Randy Mueller is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio, of course, former Saints and Dolphins general manager, Randy, you know, like, continuing down that path about Lamar and the situation, obviously Josh Allen signs his deal, and I think there was some thought that, you know, if we ex- accept that the Mahomes contract is is for Pat Mahomes only, right? Like it's a different mm-hmm. it's a different world. That in a way, maybe we needed to see Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield in order to get a real picture of what a Lamar Jackson deal would look like. Do, do we have enough information now that, like, there's not really much more that we need to know that at this point 
we have the structure of what presumably a deal for Lamar Jackson would look like moving forward? Well, I would sure think so. And I've been asked before on, on different radio shows exactly that. And I think everybody on the football side knew where Josh Allen was going to come in and, and kind of put the ceiling on these other guys, in my opinion. Um, so I don't see Lamar getting more than Josh Allen. I think that the, the part of the equation that we now have is really cash payout over the next three or four years. I think those should be goals of Lamar. You've got to get as close to that as you can. And you mentioned the, the uh, Mahomes deal. That's a, a long-term deal with backloaded money. And, and Josh Allen was able to reverse that trend. In other words, get more of his money up front. So it kind of blew the Mahomes deal out as far as the first three or four years cash in his pocket. And I would think that along with guarantees would be important for, for Lamar. I think you're probably looking at a four-year deal at max. So I do think there's to answer your question, plenty of information. Now it's not like Lamar has to go prove himself. I think it's more a question of, are we okay with running this style of offense? And do we believe this is going to get us to a Super Bowl? That's really the thing. Lamar has done it as, as good as he can do it. Yeah, he can become a better passer in the pocket, but I'm not sure how much you want to push that either because we are what we are, right? <laughs> Sometimes that may cause a regression as well if we try to fit a round peg into a square hole. So I think the information's there. I think Lamar's skill set is what it is. I don't think any of that's going to change. They've tried to, to uh, enhance his perimeter weapons, and, and we'll see how that goes uh, in the season. But I think you're right. I think there's enough information to hammer out a deal. And really, there's no reason to wait at this point. I'm curious. Why is it that you think he, he wouldn't get more than Josh Allen, given the nature of what we've seen with the escalation in quarterback contracts and sort of next in line? Yeah, it typically ends up yeah. being the one guy gets his deal, the next guy, now i got to go get more than that, right? Like, that's the way it's got to work. I think in this case, and again, I understand your point, and I've heard that mentioned by a lot of media people just because that is the trend. I think Josh Allen has kind of set the, the bar, though, right? Josh Allen's skill set, and, and maybe you can say, yeah, he only did it one year, but you're talking about a, a more traditional, easy-to-evaluate, uh, easier-to-scheme type system, and he can run that and, and, and do Lamar's kind of stuff with his legs as well. So I just think anybody on the football side would value Josh probably a little higher than Lamar, and that's not to take anything away from Lamar because he can, he can do things with his legs that nobody can do. I just think as far as a complete quarterback, if you, if you polled 32 GMs in the league, they'd all probably have Josh just uh, ahead of, of Lamar at this point. So that's why I say I think it's more the ceiling, and we'll see. Maybe, maybe you guys are right. Maybe he'll come in a little higher. I just think he's going to be south of that $43 million, especially on a shorter-term deal, if that's what they're talking about. Randy, I hear what you're saying, and I, I want to be clear. I don't necessarily disagree with you in premise, but, but wouldn't – and this is difficult because we, we just don't really know who's involved in Lamar's negotiations. We, we know he doesn't have an agent per se, but we, we are to understand he does have people that are working with him. Wouldn't – you know, if, if that was brought up, wouldn't they immediately say, but, yeah, you picked this offense. Like, you know – we're we're doing what you told us to do to say, you know, Josh Allen might be a better traditional quarterback or the more desirable guy for 32 teams doesn't matter because we're doing the thing that you wanted us to do and doing it at that level, right? Like, wouldn't they be able to negotiate that and almost sort of say, I'm going to stand firm. You can't penalize us because we're doing the thing that you asked us to do. 
Well, I think there's two sides to that coin. Is it what they've asked him to do, or is it what the Ravens have decided to do because of the skill set that Lamar brings to the table? So I'm still not sold that this would be the offense they would choose to run. Um, I know this, Greg Roman's never ran a system like this before. That's not been his forte. Maybe it's it's what the hand they've been dealt. So I think, again, that we may argue till we're blue in the face on the chicken or the egg, but I think in this case, uh, if it's a shorter-term deal, maybe they both come out ahead if, if that's the kind of structure they can manage with the, with the current guarantee where it's at and the cash flow the first three years. The fact that, that Lamar maybe doesn't have traditional representation really can't factor in business is business i mean Mm -hmm. yeah you don't want to take advantage of anybody in any way but at some point business is business and the ravens can't make a bad deal just because of that fact so they've got to do what's right for them as well we heard that from from a handful of people like concern are you are you at all concerned if you you know if 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 Lamar asked you something, would you be at all concerned about that? That you know, we saw this from I don't know, Richard Sherman a while ago. Do you think it's a mistake for him to be doing this without a traditional agent? Well, I would definitely want some experienced advice somewhere in my camp. Um, I understand that um, they've done this once already, but I, I'm gonna. If we broke our ankles, we would go to a, a doctor who's fixed a thousand ankles before we'd go to one who's fixed two, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think this, that would be the first thing in my mind is if I'm going to solve an issue with me medically, I'm going to the most experienced guy. And so I would think they would have to have some experience in there. And I'm sure they have lawyers and, and other people that are involved in it. But I find that sometimes those deals were the hardest to make because the education level, you know, of, of just not having gone through this a hundred times, like a Tom Condon or like a Lee Steinberg or like any of these experienced guys, that was a negative on the deal. So We'll see. I, I, I know they're not going to take advantage of Lamar, that's for sure. But at some point, the Ravens got to do what's right for the Ravens. I understand. I completely understand what you're saying, and, and I, I expect them to. I just don't I, – I think that we've got about the ground. You know what I mean? I, I'm not necessarily worried about anybody getting being a loser necessarily in this deal. Plus, Lamar Jackson's going to be wealthier than you know his, his wildest dreams, no matter how this plays out. So I think yeah. he'll be all right. Randy, can I can I leave you with one? Just because you're someone who who worked on the inside, and I, you know, I don't know if you've got a story, uh, interaction, anything along those lines. But every time we get to Hall of Fame weekend uh, here in Baltimore, there's a bit of a bitter pill that that Ravens fans have to swallow, which is that um, the league appears hell bent on making sure that Art Modell is never recognized in the Hall of Fame, and we certainly understand the hard feelings in Cleveland. We had some hard feelings in our city for a long time about a lot of things, but we know a story about, you know, what what the rival here in Baltimore did for our city and what he did for the league beyond it. Can you can you share any thoughts at all about Art Modell and and his significance to the game and the fact that it appears as though there will never be a day where we will see him enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I see it much like you do in that what Art Modell did for the game of professional football, it's crazy not to be able to recognize him. There are a lot of people that are in the league that picked fights with different people throughout their careers, whether it was a coach, an owner, a contributor in some way, or had issues somewhere. That's not part of the criteria. I just think if when you write a story on the history of the National Football League, you'll have a section on Art Modell, and the fact that he's not in there, to me, is crazy. I mean, it's it, 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 again, sometimes these political vendettas uh, take forever to get expunged. 
I just think it's a matter of time before he gets in. I feel bad that he hasn't got in, but I agree with you. There's a guy that has been influential in the league for many years, had a great history in, in a couple different cities. I think he should be recognized. I agree. I appreciate you saying that, Randy. I really do because, you know, it's 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 easy for a lot of people to play the political route and sort of say, yeah, I can understand, but, you know, I, I, I really appreciate that you would be willing to say that and put your name behind it. It means a lot to yeah. us here. Yeah. Uh, no, Mueller, MuellerFootball.com is, of course, the website and incredible insight, including a really interesting piece that I read recently. That's It's pretty generic. It's it's about what a GM does during the course of training camp, and it's something that you know we're probably not thinking about on a day-to-day basis because we're yelling about you know vaccinations and contracts and things like that. But it's a really interesting insight into what that all looks like. Um, of course, Randy is on Twitter as well, at Randy Mueller underscore is how you follow him. Randy, is there anything else I can plug for you, sir? No, that's good. I appreciate being on with you guys, as always. And uh, I'm fired up that we got some football to talk about oh, coming up. No doubt about that. I truly appreciate you all. You are so good to us, and the insight is tremendous. Truly appreciate you taking the time for us, Randy. Thank you so much for doing it. Love catching up with you and look forward to doing it again real soon. All right. Thank you. Sounds good. Randy Mueller. Oh, hello. Yeah, there we go. Let's uh, try that one more time. Randy Mueller. Appreciate him taking the time for us. And, I mean, always fascinating stuff that uh, he brings to the table. Appreciate him saying that about Art Modell. It's very easy for somebody to take the easy way out and just say, yeah, it's complicated. I, You know, I certainly get how everybody feels. You know, it's very easy to do that. He didn't do that. Uh, he put himself on the line, and I appreciate that. Um I, I, and by the way, it speaks to what he said, speaks to the confusion that I had yesterday, which is I just don't, I don't know how you can do this. But if what you're saying is, Lamar, we love you, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to try to hold you hostage, but we're just not going to put a formal offer on the table until you get the vaccination I get it. I know that there was some debate when we brought that up yesterday that people had about, you know, well, as I said, you know, you could piss off your quarterback in the process, as Kyle brought up yesterday. Yeah, but you also have sort of a trump card in. You can be mad at us, but we're also able to keep you around for as long as we want, and it could be worse. We could keep you around, not for as long as we want, but, you know, for the next four four years years, without you getting a contract. You know, we could do that if we like. And and someone might say, well, yeah, but in a couple of those years, he would stand to be one of the most, you know, well-paid players in football. But there's one of those, regardless for what it's worth. There's still a high amount of risk in that, and in the years before that, he wouldn't right. be. Well, he would be in the contract situation where he gets an extension. Correct. So, so you know, I mean, it's just it's it's it's, it's Facebook status, but it's, it's complicated. But and that's the thing; it really is complicated. And if a man as smart as Randy Mueller doesn't know how you could do that, then I, I don't know. And I'm, I bet the Ravens are dealing with it. I bet it's something the Ravens are thinking about at least. How do we do this? Can, 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 we, can we informally do it? Can we sort of do it behind the scenes? Lamar, hey, why don't we not talk about the contract for a little while until you get your situation straightened out? Something like that. So it's not that they're directly tying it to that. It's not a, you know, there is no quid pro quo situation. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's something that can be done, but I have no doubt that it's something that they're thinking about. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. When we come back in, we're going to meet Xavier Green. Uh, he's going to be a new Terp this season, coming from Old Dominion to finish up his collegiate career in College Park. 
We're going to chat with him about what he's going to bring to Mark Turgeon's team. That's next, Glenn Clark Radio. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms Coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit the biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common you've heard them on jobbing out matt and nick jackson the young bucks thanks for having us man appreciate it adam cole how are you guys doing today matt riddle yeah man thanks man. the champ Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le champion. Chris Jericho. Le champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn 
Clark Radio, 21st Century Talk Radio at glennclarkradio.com. All right, back in here on GCR from the Press Box Studios here in Hamden. It is a Tuesday edition of the program. Today's show is also brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. The Purple Takeover is coming. Past, present, future Baltimore football stars will all be in attendance at the Maryland State Fair in Timonium, and you can meet them. This is a group that includes Lenny Moore, Hollywood Brown, Ronnie Stanley, Adafe Owe, Ben Cleveland, and more. Ten of them, ten of your favorite Baltimore football players of all time will be in attendance for the Purple Takeover at the Maryland State Fair. And you can get one ticket that covers your meet and greet, your pictures and autographs with all ten of those stars by going to great8smemorabilia.com. That's great, the number eight, the letter S, memorabilia.com. Great8smemorabilia.com. That's the website that you go to. You can get that ticket that covers all ten. Now, you can also... Get individual tickets. If there's someone in particular that you haven't met that you want to or that you need, you can do it that way too if you'd like. But you're going to save money by getting that one ticket. 350 bucks covers all 10, or you get different players individually. All those options available, again, at great8smemorabilia.com. Had to do this a little bit earlier on because of his training schedule, getting ready for the basketball season, but an opportunity to catch up with the newest Terp, Xavier Green, right here on GCR. Well, joining us now here on GCR is a young man that's headed to College Park. He's going to play basketball for the Terps this season after what's been a very successful career already down at Old Dominion. It's a pleasure for us to welcome to the show for the first time Xavier Green, who's with us now. Xavier, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking the time, and congratulations on being a Terp. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, I'm so excited to be out here, man. I'm just, I'm just ready for the season. Xavier, for those that don't like know your story, you know your decision. You know, getting at this point in your life, what you wanted to do, why you wanted to do it elsewhere. You know, everything you've been through, success, obviously, a pandemic, all of those things. Can you just paint the picture of why? But even before Maryland specifically, it was time for you to do something else at this point. Um, I would say uh, just you know a little bit of adversity, just a little bit of a different scenery. Um, there's a lot of combinations between that, but uh, I, it was a it was a bigger opportunity for me, and um, and it's just nowhere else to be at the biggest stage in Maryland, Big Ten basketball. So uh, that that was pretty much the deciding factor of me going there. Um, it just makes more of the it makes more of sense, you know what I'm saying, the best decision for me and opportunity. I, I, you know, I was looking into your game, and defense just jumps off the page at me. And Maryland lost a player in Daryl Morsell, who is a hell of a defender. Do you feel like defense is the biggest thing? And not, not to say you're not going to be an offensive player. I want to make that very clear. But do you feel like it's the immediate thing that is going to be the thing that gets you on the floor and gives you that opportunity to compete at the highest level? Yeah, I, I – um... You know, I know that's what you're going to get 100% daily out every day from me. You know, I play defense, and I, I take pride in defense. I feel like uh, I don't like people scoring on me, for real, for real. That, that's, 
that's why I play defense. I, I don't like people scoring on me, and uh, so I just take pride in that. And I know uh, I'm I'm a great defender, so I know when I'm out there that that's what I gotta do. That's the that's the one thing that's gonna <clears throat> help my team. And there's other ways, but that's the one big thing that I know that I'm, I'm always going to go out there and give 100%. You mentioned that you'll be playing at the highest level, right, at the Big Ten. How excited are you to get the chance to lock down some of these, you know, high-level players that play in the conference? Uh, it makes me feel good, man. Um, like I said, it's a big opportunity for me, and um, it, it, it builds confidence, and, it's gonna, and I just can't wait to go out there and show what I can do for real. All right, a lot of defenders are talkers. We need to know what kind of talker you are, Xavier Green, because, you know, like a lot of guys that are, are, are st- you know, they stick to someone, they let them know about it during the course of the game. They remind them just how much they're all over them. Are, are you a talker in your game as a defender? Are you someone who reminds somebody, you, you don't even want to come this way? Um. <laughs> Uh, I feel like your defense tells more, you know, uh, if you're focused on defense, you're not really talking too much. Okay. Okay. I mean, but I mean, you're talking to your teammates, but I I try, I mean, nowadays you can't say too much, you you know, you get teched up really quick, but, um, uh, I'm, I'm there, you know, uh, I let them know, you know what I'm saying? With my defense that I'm there, you know, my physicality, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to tell them because they already know. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. They know. They know. I do feel as though we be sneaky with it. Right. I do feel as though we have to change that rule. Right. We should be allowed to talk our ass during the course of a basketball game. I do believe that we should talk to officials about that. Like, you know, there there should be no problem if if and the rule should be if you are doing it successfully, you should be allowed to talk. Right. Like right, the rule yeah. should probably if you're getting your ass kicked all game, you you can't talk. That shouldn't be the rule. But if you're doing it <laughs> successfully, you should be allowed to. Xavier Green is with us. Here on Glenn Clark Radio. Xavier, is there one particular guy, you know, whether it was like a non-conference game down that way or a particularly good player in Conference USA, is there one particular game that, like, you are most proud of the defensive effort because of the the, whoever it was that you were working against in that game? Uh, I I don't know, man. I I pretty much, like, every game I'm pretty locked in, you know. Um uh, I can't really think of a game, honestly. Okay. Because uh, I play defense a lot of games, man. I mean, I've it's... locked up. <laughs> I've, I've locked up a lot, so hard to hard to pinpoint a game. But uh, I can't even think. That's of all a right. Game. I'm sorry. That's all right. You're good, man. Everything is good. I, I, can we talk about the other side of it, right? Because you know, two years ago. You were obviously averaging double digits, and then last year I know offensively it wasn't quite the same. Can can you pinpoint was it was it a change within the team an opportunity was it something that you say hey man I I know I wasn't doing this well enough like is there anything in particular that changed offensively and 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 how do you change that back so that you can be more of an offensive contributor now as you come to College Park? Yeah, uh, it would definitely be a mindset. You know, um, you know. I feel like I've grown, you know, a lot of times I, I, I wasn't believing in my shot. I, I didn't, and I didn't take enough shots. So that, that, that do that does a lot, you know, uh, with confidence and stuff like that. But, uh, I've grown, like I said, and, um, I, and I know one thing that cures everything is getting in the gym and getting up those reps. And, uh, COVID took a lot of that, a lot of that away from me, you know, with uh basketball, now you can't really go to the gym and, you can't really go outside, even to the gym outside. So uh, 
I feel like this year is going to be different. You know, I get as much reps as possible. Uh, I'm going to be working hard, and I'm just going to make sure my defense translates to offense. You know, I think I locked a lot of defenders up, but I didn't get that uh, that uh, defense to offense, you know, quick, you know, getting those steals, you know what I'm saying? So um, I think I'm, I'm just a different player. Uh, I've learned so much that uh, it's just going to help me uh, this year. To the nearest hundred, how many three-pointers have you taken in practice this summer? Oh, I haven't, I haven't even practiced yet with the team yet. But um, I mean, just when you're yeah, in the just gym, like just putting up at, shots yeah, right? by you yourself. Your own. Working out. Oh, yeah, man. I've been trying to get up at least a 1,000 a thousand a day. It's been really hard, you know, uh, not having people to rebound. But uh, <laughs> I've been trying to get a 1,000. No, I understand that. Xavier Green is with us here on Glen Clark Radio. He's coming to Maryland to play basketball this season. Xavier, I know you guys went up against Maryland a year ago, and I was reading, um, you know, when you did your interview with Inside MD Sports, that that sort of gave you a picture of how your fit might be. But is there anybody from that game that, like, you were were, were you on Wiggins in that game? Because he didn't have a, a particularly great game that day. Like, is there anybody that maybe might be frustrated to see you because you were sort of working against them during the course of that game? Um, <clears throat> no, nah, I mean, they were – they were solid, you know. They were just hitting shots, you know. Other other guys were hitting shots. We weren't hitting shots. Oh, I know Ayala um, went off in that game. Ayala was nuts in that game. Yeah, he was just hitting shots, man. I don't think anyone, like, you know, really broke me down on defense. I just think they made shots and we didn't. That sure. Was the, that was the thing. Sure, no doubt, man. Hey, Xavier, can you take me through? You know, one of the things that jumps out at me is – this is a team that, for everything they've accomplished, they've still not had a significant amount of postseason success. They beat, they did beat UConn in the NCAA tournament a year ago, and that was a big step. Um, you've got some of that. You know, you were you you won the Conference USA tournament a couple years ago, and you were MVP of that tournament. And I'm not trying to compare directly Conference USA to the Big Ten. No shots. Just you know, I think we all know there's a little bit of a difference there. Do you yeah. feel like that experience can benefit you? as you come to this team, a team that wants to make that next step and do some significant things in the postseason? Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Playing in close games, you learn little things, man. Like, a lot of little things, not to be too rattled and uh, just stay the course, you know, uh, play smarter basketball. I think, you know, there's different levels, but, you know, in that experience, being at closer games, you know, people panic. And uh, I think uh, – I've been in so many close games. I don't even know how to panic anymore. You know, I just, <laughs> I just play. I flow. <laughs> don't even, that's a that's a statement of a life. I don't even know how to panic anymore. It's such a good line, dude. I love that. Xavier, the uh, the other thing that jumped out at me in looking in through your you know information about you is you were a you were a leadership major at Old Dominion. Is that correct? Yeah, it was. I had to. <laughs> Uh, hey, they were pushing me to be leader. I mean, I, I was trying my hardest, and I even was in the major. So you know, I mean, like I've you, learned so many little things. You you kind of have to be a leader on the floor then in those situations, yeah. right? Like if you kind of have to, man. <laughs> you're literally an expert when it comes to it. What what no. what have you learned about being a leader, and and can you do that? You know, coming into a new group of guys, can can you take on a same leadership role? Maybe, you know, not knowing all these guys, some of them haven't been there for a few years. Do you feel like you can still bring that to the table with a new team this season? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we got a couple of young guys. Uh, so I know definitely my experiences can help. Um, I know, like, the leadership role, I've learned just, you know, you got to be 
it's got to be an everyday thing, you know. Uh, you can't just be a leader for one day. You can't be a leader for one week. You can't be a leader for one month. It's got to be an everyday thing. And uh, and it's hard because you have emotions, you have feelings too. But, uh, you know, as a leader, you got to you gotta look past certain things and you got to be you gotta be stronger. You got to be better. What was it about Coach Turgeon that made you think that Maryland was the right choice for you? Uh, his commitment to his players. Um, uh, very committed to his players and uh, looking out for their best opportunity, best thing for them. And uh, that really stuck to me because that, that's what this year is about for me, uh, making the biggest opportunity for myself, becoming the best Xavier Green I can become. And, and he's 100% behind me. And, uh, and, that, and I can't ask for anything else. Were, were there any did you, did, I mean, did you know any of the guys on the roster or any former players that you reached out to to, to talk to any of them about it? Um, no, not really, but I, uh, I know, like, uh, I knew one of the assistants from Matt Brady, uh, yeah. high school. Yeah. You know, Coach Brady. So, uh, you know, talking to him, it, it just, it just felt really good. Uh, and I, and the players were really cool. I got to meet them. So, yeah, it, it was just a, a great fit for me. I how, think. how do you take, you know, I, I referenced the roster. There's a lot of transfers, right? There's a lot of new faces that are on this team. Fats yeah. Russell and Curtis Wahab and Ian Martinez. Um, but there's high expectations for this basketball team as well. You guys are going to be, you know, a top-ranked type of team, and there's going to be a thought that this can be a breakthrough year. How do you how do you mesh quickly this group of guys, the guys that were there, a whole bunch of newcomers, in order to match those high expectations that not only do people have from the outside, but I have no doubt that someone like you has in making a decision to come to Maryland. Right. Um, I think uh, we just got to trust each other. I think guys got to, you know, say get accustomed to each other and play basketball with each other. Got to hang out a little bit, just get to know each other because those those helped. I know when I won it in 18, 2018 and 19 season, you know, we always hung out. You know what I'm saying? We were all in that summer we all played basketball every day. You know what I'm saying? Those things help. Being being around your teammates a lot just helps. You know, you you, you gain a lot of respect and, and and love for your teammates and you just want them to be just as successful as you. You know, it just it just helps on the court a lot. Yeah, there's no doubt. That's it goes a long way. All right, what can what can this team accomplish this season, Xavier? Uh, we can win Big Ten championship, and that, that's the first goal. You know, that's the first goal, and then and then uh, you already know we trying to make make big noise in NCAA. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Xavier, before I let you go, can I ask you that? Did, did the, the NIL thing did that play a role at all? Obviously, this is a huge market, and when Maryland basketball is good, you know it's it's like a professional team around here, and there can be opportunities. Did that did that factor in at all in you making oh, your decision? Yeah. Uh, definitely did. You know that that's a that's something big. You know that can mark my brand as well. So yeah, that was definitely a factor. Uh, but like I said, the biggest factor was uh, becoming the best Xavier Green. Sure, sure, no doubt. But that's interesting to me, man. Like it's just it's a change in world, right? And for the good, obviously, for the good, a change yeah, in world. Yeah, definitely, man. And the opportunity you, know, you want to get something out of the, the four years that haven't played already. No doubt, right? You got to go back and get what you were missing for those last few yeah. years when they didn't <laughs> let you have it, man. Um, Xavier, that's awesome, dude. It's great to catch up with you. Let's get uh, plugs. I know on Twitter it's at Xavier Green twenty three, correct? Yeah. And what about on Instagram? Is there somewhere Maryland fans can follow you on there? Oh yeah, uh, it's just call me X with a it's J U S S. 
Okay, there you go. Give him a follow there on Instagram as well. Xavier Green, man, we can't wait to uh, get to see you on the floor this season in College Park. Looking forward to what uh, hopefully will be a really special year, as you allude to, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning, and let's talk again real soon, all right? All right, thank you, man. I can't wait. Xavier Green, uh, new Terp, coming in as, uh, you know what, uh, do me a favor, Kyle. Reach out to it. Katie wants to see if we can do it on Zoom. See if um, see if we can't. Oh, you know what, I need to open up my, uh, my thing there. Here. Um, just give her, you know what, I guess you could just give her a call from there if you want. Sorry. Katie Zafir is going to join us in a second. She just texted me and said, hey, I could hop on Zoom um, if we can send a link. If, if if she can do that, that'd be awesome, right? We'd love to have her join us via Zoom. Katie's a fierce, uh, who won two medals at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, maybe just, just call her. I, I would just go ahead and, and try it that way and see if we can't get that knocked out. If she can't, we'll, um, we'll happily do it the other way. Um, but looking forward to catching up with Katie Zafiris here in one second. Um, today's show is also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 is the number. C3America.com is the website for you to get your free analysis from C3 American Exteriors. Appreciate them being a part of what we do. We're going to try to do Zoom, so should we just grab a break, and then that'll work out time-wise? Is that, do you think? You tell me, Kyle. You're the producer. What is that? Is it? I can get it set up in probably just a second. Oh, okay. Then we won't take a break. That's fine. Um, uh, really quickly, uh, thank you again to Xavier Green. Appreciate that. Um, seems like a good dude, and I think defense can be a big part of uh, how he gets his minutes as Maryland has to replace not just the offense of Aaron Wiggins, and they've got you know a, a few different ways. Dante Scott could certainly be big in doing that. Um, getting a little bit more offense from the point guard position with Fats Russell could be a way to go about doing that. But the defense, in particular, of Daryl Morsell and sort of having that lockdown defender, um, Xavier Green could prove to be quite helpful in that capacity. Um, an all CUSA defensive player, uh, Xavier Green was. So um, we'll see. We'll see what his role ends up being with this team. Uh, a few of you have asked me to respond to Buster Olney's tweet this morning. I, I kind of did already on Twitter, but I'll get to that a little bit later on this hour. Also, some uh, the type of news that you never want to, to hear about, but apparently uh, Rashad Bateman got hurt at practice today, which would be very bad news. Nothing that we know about as far as like it being significant. Um it's from Jeff Zrebeck. Bateman pulled up while running a slant against Marcus Peters and then fell immediately to the ground. He walked to the building with a pronounced limp. Eric DaCosta followed in, him into the building. Zrebeck said, I don't want to speculate on Bateman. It did appear he grabbed the inside of his upper leg area. It was a non-contact thing. Peters helped carry Bateman to the side of the field. This is why the preseason and training camp suck, because there is no good news that you can get. There's only this type of stuff that can happen. You hope for the best. Obviously, this is very significant, much like the Jimmy Smith thing from last week. There's no getting around that. Rashad Bateman is a significant part of the path to what the Ravens are looking to do this season. You're hoping for the best as far as that's concerned. We'll see if John Harbaugh knows anything more when he chats with the media after practice. All right, we're good? Very good. Um, so happy for our next guest. She won two medals in her second Olympics, a silver and a bronze 
out in Tokyo. She is the pride of Carroll County. She's from Hampstead, North Carroll alum, and now an Olympic medalist twice. She is Katie Zafiris, and she is back with us here on GCR. Katie, it's Glenn and Kyle. It's so good to chat with you again. Thank you for taking the time, and major congratulations on winning two medals in Tokyo. Thanks. It's so nice to be back. It's so good to see you. It's so good to chat with you. I, I got it. I'm going to get right to it, and I'm going to end up crying because I was so moved by something that you said after winning the bronze in the individual triathlon. Um, we talked a lot about your dad when we talked to you before the Olympics, and, and you alluded to seeing a rainbow during the course of the race. Can you tell everybody about that moment and what it meant to you, and we'll do our best to not cry together, all right? Yeah, I mean, for sure, it's been a really hard year with my dad passing away in April, and I always knew that he was going to be one of the only spectators at the race in Tokyo. However, I didn't really expect for him to make it so obvious because um, partway through the bike, I looked up and I saw a rainbow right next to a landmark in Tokyo Rainbow Bridge, and oh. I just gave a little "Hey, Dad," because I, I knew I knew he was watching and. Um, I asked all the other competitors, all the people in my group after the race, I said, well, did you see the rainbow? And they're like, how the heck did you see the rainbow while we're racing uh, like in the rain? And to me, I think even the fact that I saw it was just was just him. That is uh, that is really powerful, Katie. That is really, really powerful. And uh, it moved me when I saw that quote afterwards. And it's moving me again right now. You you know, to to, to do this. And to know, as you alluded to, he was he was watching. He was there. He made his presence known. Um, what what were the emotions like after the race, knowing that you know? I sure, you, of course, you wanted to win gold. Obviously, everybody wants to win gold. But to accomplish this, to be an Olympic medalist, how did you handle your emotions when it was over? I mean, for sure, it was just really, really special. And I think um, having having gone through a really hard time and being able to regroup and put myself back together again for for Tokyo and for that race I mean I was just really proud of myself and while I think after 2019 I would have expected a medal after 2021 or the beginning of this year uh, that felt like winning to me yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah. I, I think I was the happiest bronze medalist there ever has been <laughs> so, okay so so you end up getting the silver two in the team competition so tell us a little bit more and, and this is where I have to admit when we talked before I had no idea there even was a team competition Competition, so I'm a jerk and I'm sorry. Um, but but the mixed team triathlon, I, I, have you ever done something like this before? Was this, I know it was a newer competition in the Olympics. And, and what was it like being a part of it and giving yourself another opportunity to compete? So, yeah, we've been doing it uh, for quite quite a few years now. So I've gotten a little bit more experience in the mixed relay. Okay. and um, But it is relatively new, and it was awesome to be able to share it with the world as its debut in the Olympics. And um, for me, it's one of my favorite formats because it's one thing to race for yourself, but it's another to race as a team and race as a country. And, I mean, you have to have – you're not just responsible for yourself, but three other individuals have to perform on that same day as well. So there's a little bit more pressure when you know you have to set the tone for the team and so just to explain it the mixed relay is four athletes two men and two women and we're each doing a really short triathlon so it's a 300 meter swim a 
6k bike and a 2k run okay. you tag off to the next person and it goes female male female male and i was the lead off leg which is actually a position i've never done i always go i always usually do the third leg so i was a little nervous for that but as soon as i was done i was like okay i set the team up well and then and then it's really nerve-wracking that, the team, that, okay. even though we have a lot of confidence in each other so that's the part that i wanted to get to which is which is more nerve-wracking is it you making sure you don't let everybody down or now it's out of my control i did what i was supposed to do i have to watch other people and hope for the best before the race it's more nerve-wracking for me for my part and then after i'm done i'm more nervous for no everybody else no doubt <laughs> and there was more time to be nervous for everybody else's going first i understand that i completely understand that you're just like come on let's get to the finish line already <laughs> and be done with this um, walking to, to come out of this now as a two-time Olympic medalist and, and like you, I know have, have more goals and things that you want to accomplish, but like, I, I, I try to think of the right word because justify isn't the word, right? Like you, you've accomplished so many things. You didn't need to justify your decision to pursue triathlon by winning a medal, but it, is there something, a fulfillment that comes from this that can't come from even, you know, winning a world championship as you did? Is there a different type of fulfillment that comes from now being a two-time Olympic medalist? I think so. For me, I think it shows just everything that I've learned since since competing in Rio. And that was my main goal going into Tokyo was to use everything I've learned in the past five years and see how I've developed as a person and a triathlete to show up on race day more ready and more capable than I was um, to handle the experience in Rio. And that was the coolest part was yeah. actually being in the race and knowing, noticing the differences for myself as a competitor. I mean, in Rio, I got a lot of airtime because it was my butt at the back of, <laughs> at the back of the pack. And, and so in Tokyo, it was nice. And my goal had always been, okay, if I do this again, I want to be on the air, but in the front. <laughs> and, and so so it was nice to actually see that come to fruition and just just to finish knowing that I'd, I'd really used everything that I learned and that all my experiences, the whole community around me, the team uh, that surrounds me supported me to get there. The goal was less but on television <laughs> and it was accomplished. Uh, Katie Zafiris is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio, the pride of Carroll County and now a two-time Olympic medalist. Katie, I, I know um, when you and I were texting when you got back, you spent a lot of time with family, and I can only imagine, you know, how much more that meant after what you've been through and them not being able to be there. What what have these days been like since you got back home from Tokyo and being able to share this with with your family and the people that mean so much to you after everything that you guys have been through since your dad died? It's- I mean, it's amazing to just be reunited with my family and be able, we went to the Outer Banks for just a few days with my mom and my sisters and um, to be with them and in a really special place to our family and my dad. And um, it was just, it was really nice. And I mean, people ask like, oh, like about me and how I feel about getting a medal, but I'm sure my family and friends feel the same way because they've experienced everything with me, the highs and the lows. So um, it was definitely nice to share that with them. It was a little hectic because we were going home seeing family, doing a few obligations, and now we're in Montreal getting ready to race this Friday. Shoot. So, wow. so it, it was a little hectic, but they, um, man. it was so well worth it. Is, it, is <laughs> it. is it mostly Olympians that are competing in this in Montreal this week? There was no thought, like, maybe we should take a couple more days for, for the next competition? 
I would say it's the opposite. I'm one of a few people who okay. raced, All right. who raced yeah, mo- Tokyo. Who most everybody else is like, I think I'm going to skip Montreal <laughs> after the case. Um, you know, I remember talking about this with you before you went and how you were going to take the experience differently. And clearly it was a very different experience, of course, because, you know, of the nature of the world right now. But but how did the experience beyond just winning medals compare to uh, Rio in 2016? And, and, and how did you try to approach it differently than you did the first time around being at the Olympics? Yeah, so in Rio, um, we were this, we were pretty close to the end of the Olympics and our venue was really far from the Olympic Village. So we actually stayed in, uh, in the Copacabana, which was like on our venue, but far away from all the Olympic happenings. And I didn't see any events. And by the time our race was over, I was disappointed with my result. And basically the Olympics was over. I got to do the closing ceremonies, which was super cool, but yeah. I felt like I didn't really take in the experience of of Rio. So going into Tokyo, I was like, okay, no matter what I'm going to, I'm going to take in this experience and whether my, whatever my result is on the race, I want to enjoy my time. And I really felt like I did that in Tokyo. Like, I mean, we stayed in the village, which was, which was amazing. We got to see all the other athletes be really immersed in uh, the USA and the Olympic culture and um, just be able to be in the village with so many people who we're doing inspiring performances and trading pins, which is a thing you do in the village. You get pins for your country and your sport and you trade with the other athletes from other countries or even from with the USA athletes from other sports. So I had this huge lanyard that was filled and it's a great way to kind of get to know each other That's cool. That's and really just like neat. hanging out with my team for USA was really cool. Cause we're always, we're with other coaches and we don't always get to see each other. And I think we really built on that camaraderie leading into our race and the mixed relay, which only made it even more special when we got that silver medal. So for me, like even before getting the medals, I was like, oh, this is such a nice experience. Everyone was so welcoming. The Japanese were amazing hosts and really put on an event, even with all the all the challenges that they had. Wow, that's really cool. That is so cool to hear you talk about it that way. Did you get? I I was watching on Instagram. I didn't like see any like selfies with any. Like, was there anybody that you went out of your way? Did you pull off like a fangirl moment at all to like get over and and maybe say hello to somebody that you were particularly a, a fan of during the course of the Olympics? So I went out of my comfort zone and asked for a selfie with Nigel Houston, a skateboarder, okay. because my husband is a super fan. Oh, and I cool. was like, I have to do this for Tommy. That's cool. <laughs> and and Nyjah, Nyjah was nice and took the selfie with me. And um, so that was really cool because it was also skateboarding's first time in the Olympics. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. Did, did, and what did it mean to your husband? How cool? Like, was, was he flipping out about it? He was. I just confirmed. Yeah, I got the. I was. I just looked at him across the room to make sure that, <laughs> to make sure that awesome. he was as as happy as I thought he was. That is that is really really cool. All right, Katie Zafiris. Just another minute or two with her again. She wins two medals out in Tokyo in the triathlon, a silver and a bronze. Um, Katie, you know we're only three years away, right? And so, you know, I know you're into your thirties, and and you've done this twice already. Does maybe, you know, the the success that you had, but there still being that thing that could linger, the possibility of winning a gold, does that start driving you again to look towards Paris? Are you zeroed in that, no, this is not my, I'm I'm hellbent that this is not my last Olympics. I want to keep competing. I'm probably not hellbent on it, but at the same time, I love what I do, except 
Um, Tommy and I, we really would like to start a family, but of course we don't really control that timeline. So um, as long as I can, I'm going to just keep doing triathlon. And if our priorities change, then we'll, we might pivot a little bit because okay. uh, to me, gold might be something represented in, in something else. <laughs> that's, I, that's a, that's a really, I think that's a great Testament to, uh, I think a lot of people need to hear that, right. That like winning gold is a really big deal, but you know, there are other things that matter more in life, right? Like that's the way that it works. It's hard. When I was 20, I could have never understood that, Katie. Um, I completely get it because, you know, in my mind, I was going to move all over the country and do all these things. And then my wife was like, hey, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh, I'm here forever. And this is what I'm doing now. Like this is my life. <laughs> um, so I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I think it's a powerful thing for people to hear that like, yeah, winning gold's a big deal, but it's not it's not everything, right? It's not the end. It's it's not the end all be all. There are things that matter more than that. It's, yeah, that's I, for I, sure. I think that's that's incredible. Um, the memory that will last with you the longest from this experience, the thing that happened, the moment. I mean, maybe I don't know how it could be more significant than the rainbow. That probably has to be it. But the moment that will carry with you for the rest of your life that you'll never stop thinking about. It's, I think just coming into the finish, seeing Tommy, seeing Flora, who was the gold medalist, welcoming me into the finish line and just feeling that community, the the amount of people like really for for since April, but before that, even who have been there for me. And just I mean, it just felt like such a so much more than an individual accomplishment. And and that feeling that feeling will always stick with me. That's, that's very cool. Well, I know you're not you know, you, you're not back here anymore, but I hope you know that everybody back here. It meant a lot to everyone to, to see you accomplish these things. And I hope somehow, some way you're able to feel a little bit of that uh, while you're over in Tokyo, the love that you were getting from everybody back here in Maryland. Um, Katie, what can we plug? I know, you know, social media, what, 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 anything, anything at all. What can I get a plug in for you? Um, yeah, just, uh, you can follow me on Kay's Affairs 6 for Instagram. And I do Facebook as well on Kay's, Katie's Affairs Triathlete as well. Um, and then, yeah, just, just my family and my friends, my sponsors and my, my state of Maryland, of course, you, when you said that for sure, it's always going to be home to me, no matter, no matter where I live. And I'm really proud to have grown up in Carroll County and Hampstead and just have always have that be a part of me. Uh, I mean, it's incredible pride that we have in you and, and continuing Maryland's dominance in the Olympics, you and Chase Kalish winning medals this year. Um, and, and Helen Maroulis as well, and Kyle Snyder, another Carroll County guy, right? Yeah. Uh, another medal of this year at the Olympics. Uh, it's remarkable. Uh, Katie, seriously, a major congratulations to you. It was awesome to see you do this and knowing everything that you've been through over the course of the last couple of years. Congratulations. Look forward to chatting again and, and, and look forward to whatever comes over these next couple of years for you and for your family. Thank you, as always, for taking the time for us. Thank you so much. Katie Zafiris, uh, silver and a bronze in the Olympics this year in Tokyo. Uh, bronze in the individual triathlon, silver in the mixed team triathlon. Um, and, and just that, looking up the ra- at the Rainbow Bridge and seeing a rainbow when her father had passed away and, as she said, could be the only spectator. Gives you gives you goosebumps, man. It gives you goosebumps uh, hearing her talk about that sort of stuff. That's incredible. Very happy for her. Today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Glory Days Grill is hiring. I know it's been a difficult time for a lot of people 
you got an opportunity to maybe reconsider what it is that you're doing. Think about what you want to do moving forward. Glory's Day, Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. If you want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community, then stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. Brad Downs from the Ravens, Senior VP, he's going to check in with us, and I will you know, just share a thought about what Buster only said on Twitter this morning. Uh, we'll do that when we come back in. We are in the Press Box Studios. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converged on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. Hey everybody, this is Chris Ruling at Great Apes Memorabilia. The Maryland State Fair is right around the corner and we're going to be taking over with the largest Baltimore football signing in over three years. The Purple Takeover is coming to its million fairgrounds for the massive Maryland State Fair from August 26th through Labor Day Monday. You'll have the chance to meet Pro Bowl tackle Ronnie Stanley, Hollywood Brown, first round pick Odafe Away, Big Country Ben Cleveland, Hall of Famer Lenny Moore, and many, many more from your football team. Tickets are available at GreatAidsMemorabilia.com. That's great, the number 8S, memorabilia.com. And remember, as always, be great. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. 
Party with the Flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. URL. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at All right, back in here on GCR from the Press Box Studio. It is a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Today's show brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. All right, so before we chat with Brad Downs from the Ravens, a lot of you got hot and bothered this morning because Buster only sent out a tweet. It says, the Orioles on pace, he meant to say are on pace, the Orioles are on pace to lose 106 games this season. And in their previous two full seasons, they lost 115 and 108 games in 2018 and 2019. This is unprecedented in AL history. When the Players Union cites non-competitive behavior, the Orioles could be Exhibit A. It's just wrong. And, of course, as you would expect, Orioles Twitter immediately starts freaking out, flailing, throwing their arms up in the air. How dare you, sir? Blah, 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 blah. Um, I have a few responses to it. One, Buster's right. This is a major problem. They need to lose more. They're not on pace to lose enough. They need to make sure they lose better than this. Uh, And that was the tweet that I sent jokingly this morning. Um, As far as what he's trying to say, is it unprecedented? No, that's not unprecedented, and he knows better. It's not unprecedented. He literally knows what the precedent is. It's the one the Orioles are directly attempting to follow. Is he saying that the 300 lost seasons consecutively is unprecedented? I mean, I I don't – it's not because – they didn't lose 100 games a year ago. Like he's, he's trying to find a qualification by which it is. It's not unprecedented. Teams have been bad for three straight seasons. The Orioles aren't even going to have, even if they were to finish with the worst record, they wouldn't even have the worst record in three of four seasons. Like They didn't. They finished with the second worst record in their one year. I get it. They're, nobody's debating that they're really bad. It's that he's trying to find some new qualification for the level of bad that they are. Mm-hmm. And it's and also this this farcical bit that exists that seems like somehow the Orioles received the brunt of the criticism for this whole thing. I mean, I don't know, because I don't know what the reaction was to the Astros, because we weren't paying attention. But it's not like the Pirates aren't doing something similar. Um, it's not like there's other teams currently that aren't doing something similar. Like, it's... For whatever reason, the There's Orioles have been zeroed in on as the culprits. You here. say that you don't know what people are saying about the Pirates. You have no clue because you're Buster not paying Olney attention. Buster was talking about the Orioles. I understand that, but I don't know if Buster only earlier this year wrote a column about the Pirates. I couldn't tell you because I don't give a rat's ass about the Pirates. We are sensitive to it because we care about the Orioles. So when somebody says something about the Orioles, we're more inclined to respond to it and to freak out about it. I, I, Is it worth... The time that we're spending on it? No, because it's not new. We've been through this a million times. I'm going to say the same things I've always said. Buster Olney's not wrong. When the Players' Union talks about there being a problem with teams that are utterly not trying to compete, they absolutely will point to the Baltimore Orioles as a team that is not trying to compete. 1,000%. They will point to the Orioles and say, they're not even trying to compete. Of course. Yes. 
That is exactly right. We also know that the way that Major League Baseball is set up, there is a benefit to losing. You get a higher draft pick. You get more money to spend on draft picks. There is benefit to being the team that loses the most. So if you're going to be bad, you shouldn't try to be middle-of-the-road bad. You should try to be as bad as you can possibly be to an unprecedented standard of losing, if you will. And we also know they don't have to do this. It's what they chose to do, and there is a blueprint for them. It's, it's something I keep reminding people. There is no guarantee that this will work. There isn't even really like a, a presumption. I believe it's presumption. Presum- there isn't even a presumption that it's going to work. But it is a way you can go about trying to do it. And it's the one they chose. A lot of responses to Buster Olney were hate the player not or hate the game, not the player. The problem isn't the Orioles, the problem is that Major League Baseball allows for this. And I've said this all along. I don't have an issue with Major League Baseball saying tanking isn't good for us. It's not good for a major American sport to have teams that are just plain not trying. It's bad for the concept of what we're trying to do, or the product that we're attempting to sell. And if Major League Baseball attempted to do something about that, I would be completely fine with it. Now, as I said, they, they would need to set it up to, so that it's not, it's not punitive towards the teams that were doing the thing that it was fair for them to do. They would need to say, hey, we're going to give it like a five-year grace period or something like that, and then we are going to come up with an anti-tanking policy. I would have no issue with that. Because Buster Oney is right. Your defensiveness about, hey, other teams do it too, or you know what, all those things, everybody's right about that. No one's inherently wrong, except for saying it's unprecedented. That's not true. I mean, like, the Astros lost a lot of games, man. They were really bad. They got multiple number one overall picks. They were really bad. Everybody's right. It's an opinion. Your opinion can be, this is a way for bad teams to become good. Your opinion can be, this shouldn't exist. Whatever it is, you can have an opinion in there. Your opinion might be, well, the way that baseball is structured so that the teams in the biggest markets make more money and can spend more money, this is the anti. This is the opposite of that. This is the way you go about competing against that. And someone else can hold up the Tampa Bay Rays and say, you don't have to be that type of team. You can be the Rays and never have a player around for more than a couple of years and be constantly rebuilding and, or sorry, not rebuilding, reloading and always be competitive but never necessarily be in great shape for trying to win a World Series. There's a, there's a bunch of different things that you can say, and it's all opinion-based. Buster Olney's not wrong. The Orioles are not attempting to win. And the Players Union doesn't like that because the Players Union wants all the teams to be spending a certain amount of money so that there's more money to go around. But they don't want to trade that off for a salary cap. That's for sure. So if Major League Baseball came in and said, well, let's try to get away, get rid of tanking. Let's create a salary floor. Can we talk to you about a salary cap? They would say, oh, no, 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 no. So what's the solution? This is why we're in the situation that we're in. No one knows.
No one knows. No one has a solution individually. There is none. And so until there is, if you're the Baltimore Orioles, why wouldn't you continue to do this thing once you start down that path? The only, the only issue I have with the Orioles fans is you, you don't get to say this is what they have to do. No, they didn't have to do this. Very clearly, they did not have to choose this way. They committed errors when they had seriously talented players and had a chance to try to win a World Series. I mean, they also were, were hit by injuries, obviously, in 2014 that were not their fault whatsoever. But they committed serious errors post-2014. They allowed the wrong players to walk and spent the money on the wrong player. And they did it timed horribly. What's that? All of that. Yeah, I mean, it was they, Nelson Cruz, Nick Marcakis. Greater than, 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 greater than Chris Davis, ultimately. They screwed up. It happens. They didn't have to do this. They chose this path, and we'll see if it ends up working out for them. But Buster only still not wrong. Part of it is they're not trying to win. It's non, they're, not, they're not competitive. And no doubt the players' union doesn't like that. But the rules set up to allow it. So where are we now? I mean that's that's all. I mean it's you can you can scream about it, but what what's next? What's your solution to this? Is it to say to the Orioles, you have to stop doing this? Why? You got to come up with an actual solution. And so all I would say to Buster Olney is you're not wrong, but you're also not helpful. Everybody knows the Orioles are bad. We, we didn't need a tweet reminding us that. I mean, like, it's pretty clear if you pay attention even remotely to baseball. The Orioles have been a bad team, wins and losses-wise, for some time. All right. Uh, I'm really excited about this event. As you guys know, um, uh, Zach from All Time Low is a very close personal friend of mine and has been very good to us over the years, and I'm I'm – I'm befuddled. This is unbelievable. There's no chance that you're going to be able to go see all-time low play for 10 bucks. But not only can you do that, you can hang out with a bunch of Ravens fans, put your purple on, and celebrate together the start of the season and watch the game on the video boards in a party atmosphere. This is such a win. Joining us now to tell us more about the upcoming Countdown to Kickoff event, he is Senior VP of the Baltimore Ravens. He's our friend, Mr. Brad Downs, and he's back with us here on GCR. Brad, it's Glenn and Kyle. It's great to chat with you as always. Hope uh, everything is well in your world, and thank you for taking some time for us this morning, man. No problem, Glenn and Kyle. Good to be on with you. And uh, I tell you what, Glenn, had I known that information, I'd have I'd have worked that uh, all-time low angle through you, my man. Dude, I I mean, I might have been able to get you a hookup in that way. I, I, by the way, I knowing those guys and how big of fans they are, I'm guessing you didn't have to twist their arms much over something like this. Can I? I, I just I'm going to share the story with you, Brad. The year that yeah. I did Dennis Pitta's show, uh, when we were wandering around the various bars and hanging out with him, this is how I became friends with Zach. Zach just showed up one night. <laughs> like He just wandered in. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was McFall's Iron Horse Tavern. And was like, hey, man, I'm Zach. I'm I'm in this band. You might have heard of him. I'm like, yeah, I've heard of your band, dude. Like, I'm familiar with who you are. They are just nerdy fans. Like, They love the Ravens. I'm going to guess when you made this phone call that it did not take much to convince them to be a part of this thing. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was you're absolutely right, Glenn. They're they're huge fans. I mean, they're great fans of ours and they're really close with Justin Tucker, yep. as you as you know. Um, 
you know, so it, it was really just, you know, it was a matter of finding the right opportunity to get those guys involved. And we thought what a better, what a better way to do it than kick off the season, you know, in M&T Bank Stadium, welcoming fans back to the building. And, um, you know, let's, let's put it this way. You know, some of the conversations with these guys, as opposed to whenever we book other acts. Yeah. You know, I knew they would be interested in like, hey, guys, you know, we can we can put you up in a suite to watch the game. You know, we can uh, we can we can have you be a part of it. So yeah. They, hang out with some former players and stuff like yeah. that. And they're like, yeah, by the way, it, when 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 Brad says they're close with Justin Tucker, uh, Jack was in Justin's wedding. That's yeah. how close those guys <laughs> are. They are really close. So this is really cool. You know, Brad, I've been, obviously, to the Countdown to Kickoff events in the past. Uh, unfortunately, I was standing out in the rain when, when Third Eye Blind got canceled a couple years ago. Which Man, was, it was rough. Oh, yeah. it was a heartbreaker, right? I'm, I, I'm a big fan. But I've been to these events. This, to me, and I'm not trying to disparage anything you've done before, this is, is such an even cooler step to this, to make it a part of the road game to start the season, to have everybody at the stadium and hanging out. Can you can you tell me how this all came about that you decided the next genesis of Countdown to Kickoff was going to be this stadium event? Yeah, really, really, Glenn. Um, you know, we've had successful Countdown to Kickoff parties in the past, and, you know, we're always at, at the mercy of the schedule and, and whether we start at home or on the road. And, um, you know, it we when we saw the schedule and that we were opening in Vegas, we knew a lot of our fans would want to go. And uh, it didn't take long for the prices to reflect that uh, that demand for it. So you know, the anticipation around bringing fans back to the building and, and, and returning to some of our fan events that we've done for so many years was really exciting. And it just felt like we needed to do something a little bit more special. So you know, we were able to talk with the NFL because in years past, they've had some um, restrictions on watch parties and okay. promoting watch parties and things like that. So, you know, I've made a couple phone calls with them and told them, look, you know, we really want to do our kickoff party that night. We want to celebrate, you know, the start of the season, start of the regular season in Vegas with with as many fans as we can put in our stadium in Baltimore and, uh, you know, it'll be like and of course, we pitched it as, hey, kick back to Baltimore during the game and show our fans going crazy in Baltimore in the stadium like you see on the I NBA mean, playoffs. playoffs. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, so so it, it, it took a little a little while to, to kind of check all the boxes, if you will. But then it started coming together. And I was having discussions with, um, you know, with the guys at all time low before we even said, you know, we, we had to wait forever just to, to confirm the date with the league and that we could really promote this thing uh, and encourage our fans to stick around and watch the game. So, um, so it all came together. We're extremely excited for the event. And, uh, and, 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 you know, the, the fun thing about it is that, you know, if you haven't, if you've been to our game, you're going to, you're going to, experience our game the way you experience a lot of the atmosphere of our game we're going to try to recreate that like we're playing in the building so oh that's cool know, oh that's yeah, really cool the band's gonna the, the marching band's gonna be there playing the fight song our cheerleaders are gonna be there we're gonna do light tricks and pyro after touchdowns and you know so we're really trying to uh create the atmosphere uh that we'd have if we were playing at home and if if you don't get to come to games very often or are curious, maybe you haven't been to a game, you'll get a taste of that atmosphere, what it's going to be like that night, um, you know, when the team's in town and, and playing at M&T Bank Stadium. I, so 
uh, it'll be a fun night. That's awesome. Uh, go to BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff right now in order to get your tickets for the Countdown to Kickoff event presented by Miller Lite. Of course, it's Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Ravens Senior VP Brad Downs is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Brad, I keep thinking every time I like every time I hear about it or talk about it or any, I'm like I keep thinking there's got to be a catch, like ten bucks, ten bucks is an. I, I'm telling you, I've, I've, you know, my wife has has made me buy tickets to All Time Low, like I, yeah. even, despite the fact that we're friends with Zach, which is a is a different conversation. Um, like I know you can't get a ten dollar ticket to see All Time Low. Is parking a hundred dollars or something like? There's got to be a catch for this somehow, <laughs> somewhere. Well, I appreciate you pointing that out, Glenn. You know, as you've noticed, we try to do as much as we can for our fans for as low cost as we can do them. You know, our our stadium practice has always been free. Um, You know, we try to do we've done various draft events for free. We always try to, um, you know, to, to put on events that as many of our fans as possible can come to. And this is no different. You know, we do have a little bit of a ticket cost, but you know, our goal in these events isn't to make money off of them, which is why, you know, having that philosophy allows us to keep, to set a ticket price where it just helps us offset some of the costs because we do want to go all out. We, yeah. you know, we want pyro we're doing at halftime. We're, we're doing a drone show, uh, which, you know, our partners at image engineering are one of the few companies that can do a drone show. So we're going to, at halftime, we're going to have drones up in the sky and some pyro. And so it's, it's going to be, it's going to, be a fun night and and you know we want to go all out but you know in this instance we we you know we'd have to charge a little bit of a ticket price but but again the organization's uh great with the philosophy of you know look we we want to do these things outside of game day that really give our fans another touch point uh to the ravens and an opportunity to be in the stadium so um, so it's really fortunate that we're in that position to be uh, able to that do that. That is so cool. Uh, again, if you get your tickets right now at BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff, they're only 10 bucks. Day of, they'll be 20 Parking. I was making a joke when I said parking. Parking's free. There's no catch free. here. There's no yeah. catch. <laughs> like, you keep waiting for there to be something. There's no catch. And I'm presuming all like the concessions will all be open, so somebody yeah. wants to go over and try out like the new Jimmy's that, that you guys have in the stadium now, they'll be able to do that during the course of the game. Yeah, the concessions will be open. You know, we'll have a bit of a reduced footprint pending, you know, how many folks come. So, you know, I don't know exactly which areas will be open or not, but within the footprint, the concessions will be open. Um, You know, we'll have some extra activities on the concourse for pregame. Our WBAL TV is going to be doing their live countdown to kickoff special at the event. So, I mean, it's going to be. If you're not going to be in Vegas, this is going to be the place to be in Baltimore for sure. It's unbelievable. I mean, it really is a very cool idea, very well executed. And I know what you're alluding to, like the NFL, for ratings reasons, hasn't wanted to have people watch together. But I I think, Brad, there's a bigger conversation, which is after a year where fans weren't able to touch the team in in much of any way, I know a couple of people were able to go to some games, that that touch is very important for – you know, even a franchise as successful and popular as the Baltimore Ravens, it, I know how much that means to you guys to have a physical touch within the community for everyone. And as you allude to, m- maybe people that can't afford tickets to a game necessarily but and, or missed out on getting their opportunity to come out to training camp because passes were claimed so quickly. Like, this is your chance for a very low price to go touch and, and have a feel for the Baltimore Ravens. It seems like a really big deal for the organization. Yeah, it's always been a priority. Uh, you know, I've been here a long time and, uh, you know, since I got here, really since the team came to Baltimore, you know, knowing the importance of community in this in in this area and, you know, the pride in Baltimore and Maryland pride is is real, as, as, as you guys know. And, um, 
you know, so, so really to just, you know, to be able to, you know, have that philosophy uh, of doing these things to just kind of keep our fans um, engaged and uh, able to do whatever we can beyond just home games yeah. is, is really, it's fun to work on. And, and we love creating these opportunities for our, for our fans. And uh, you know, with this one being a, a new twist to our kickoff party, we, we, uh, we know our fans are already responding well to it. And uh, we expect a pretty big crowd in there uh, in the lower bowl on uh, on September 13th. And and there will be more uh, events coming that week. I know you guys a lot of times like to go out in town and I know that, you know, we're still in kind of a weird world, um, but but hopefully everybody's getting things together. So you, you guys are still going to be looking to do some of that stuff in the week leading up to the event, correct? Yep, exactly. Uh, you know, we usually do uh, some events in the in the community all over, you know, city, surrounding counties, things like that. We're, we're still working on those plans right now. And, you know, obviously monitoring the landscape of what's going on, but we'll, we'll release the rest of those events soon when they're finalized. But, uh, but yeah, we try to really, um, you know, just, just encourage as much excitement around the Ravens and purple as we can that, uh, that kickoff week. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, Miller Lite's been a great partner of ours in, in kind of sharing that vision with us. So um, they've been great to work on with it. So, so yeah, we'll we'll be announcing some more activities soon, um, leading up to our our kickoff party on Monday f- Monday night. I feel like the car stencils are like the most popular thing that's ever existed that you guys have done. People love getting their car stenciled uh, in yeah. that week leading up to the games. Brad, is there anything else that, that we can plug for you um, that you guys have gone? I think I saw like were you doing like a fantasy football thing or something like that? Is there any? I, I maybe I'm missing. So is there anything else I can get a plug in for you guys? Not well. Listen, you mentioned the fantasy football. We've got a couple spots left, but we just started doing this. You know how big fantasy football is, and a lot of people do online auctions. But we started a couple of years ago, um, uh, and this year we're doing it in, in conjunction with our partners at DraftKings. We have 20 suites that are are going to be available for fan, for t- leagues to host their drafts in on uh, August 28th. Our t- the team will be in uh, in in DC playing the Washington Football Team. But you can host your fantasy football draft or auction, whichever you prefer. We're essentially giving you the keys, and uh, you know we we give you some food and some adult beverages, and uh, you have a That's fun cool. night out at the stadium. But small thing, but uh, but it's a really fun. No, it's awesome. That's awesome, man. And, uh, it's, but yeah, man, and yeah, it's and look at all like this Saturday for the Saints. I mean, to to get to get fans back in there for a game you know we had practice uh yep. last saturday we've got a game this saturday we're, we're just we're really excited um you know about about uh about getting the fans back in for a game this saturday and then these these next couple things on the horizon and may we all be in los angeles together come this february celebrating may that be what this all leads up to during the course of the year Again, go to BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for the countdown to kickoff event presented by Miller Lite. And if people wanted to know more about the uh, the fantasy football thing, where would they go for that, uh, Brad? Yeah, uh, BaltimoreRavens.com, and we have some information and a link right there at okay. BaltimoreRavens.com. Awesome. Hey, Brad, this is tremendous, man. Uh, great idea. I, I mean, it's going to be a special night, and I'm sure Zach will be on with me here in a couple of days to talk more about it because uh, I know how excited they are. Uh, congratulations on uh, on getting getting everything back together and on hopefully a lot of normalcy for football this year. And we look forward to chatting with you again real soon. Brad, appreciate taking a couple of minutes for us. Glenn, thanks as always. Appreciate it. Brad Downs, Senior VP of the Baltimore Ravens, checking in with us again. Go to BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff. I, we talk about good deals. This event for 10 bucks. Yeah. 
Like I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be a shill. I'm just trying to be very practical about this. To do all this, including an all-time, by the way, all-time like coming off the height of their most popular record, like the one that got them the most airplay ever um, with Monsters, which was just a smash hit single that was played on literally every radio station in the country. Um, to have them do this and for it to all be 10 bucks, free parking, that's it. That's that's in May, That's really amazing. Uh, the organization deserves a lot of credit. I talk a lot about touch. This is a huge opportunity for there to be touch between the Baltimore Ravens and this community uh, by doing an event like this. So BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for you to get your tickets for the Ravens countdown to kickoff watch party presented by Miller Lite on September 13th. Uh, enjoy the, uh, the performance by all-time low. And then uh, you can party afterwards during the game. And I did not know. I didn't know that was all part of it. They were going to do like a traditional game. Yeah, that's cool. In stadium deal. Like first down. Yeah, move and those like, chains. Yeah, move those that. chains. That's awesome. That's very, very cool. They're doing all that. Um, so make sure you get your tickets right now. All right. Well, we got to get them one more break. When we come back in, uh, we'll get the Young Utes. We'll get the Tidbit. We'll get Tubular. That's all on the way. Today's program also brought to you by Window Nation. It's an un- Speaking of great deals, all we're telling you about is great deals. 50% off. All styles of windows. No payments at all. No interest. No money down. Nothing. Nothing for two full years. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. Glory Days Grill's popular summer seasonal menu is back with favorites like their very berry salad and smoky thigh wings. It also features the all-new shrimp po'boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York strip steak, the barbecue chicken bowl, barbecue ribs, and smoky thigh wings combo platter, zucchini fries, and a key lime pie. All of these meals pair well with Sam Adams Summer Ale or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. The Olympics start soon. Stop in and watch the games at Glory Days Grill. Every child who dines at one of their restaurants during the Olympic Games will receive a gold medal. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and side specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. 
Tacomas. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash TheBatAround or at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. That's The Bat Around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because royal farms new swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time it's why royal farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Nothing but net. All right, back in here in GCR. If you missed Stan the Fan and Ross Grimsley catching up with Mike Devereaux last night to talk about Hall of Fame weekend this weekend and his experience going into the Orioles Hall of Fame, you can find that right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, or you can go to pressboxonline.com and watch it there. Stan shows, as always, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Um, some responses to the earlier conversation we had, John and Little Rock, the Lamar Jackson vaccine situation is a major deal. It's a massive distraction and something the team doesn't need. I'm really surprised the league isn't forcing the players to get vaccinated. They would force the Players Association to cave in since the majority of players have the shot. I believe the precedent is favoring the employer and mandatory vaccinations. I don't think the Players Association would win in court on this one. I hate to say it, uh, this, but LJ saying that it's personal and he has to talk to doctors shows his immaturity and lack of education on the situation. He has had eight months to talk to doctors. Come on, guy. Um, you know, specifically on the topic, yes, there's no debating the fact that he's got a lack of education about this topic. There's no getting around that. I mean, there's just, there's, I, I can't, there's nothing I can say to retort that whatsoever. I don't think it means that Lamar Jackson as a whole is an idiot. I don't think it means that Lamar Jackson is a stupid person or... He might be, like I said, gullible. Yeah, I mean, like, or he just happens to have the wrong people in his ear about this particular topic. Now, somebody would say, well, wouldn't that make you concerned that he's got the wrong people in his ear about other topics? I don't think he has people on the Internet advising him about... You know, I don't, I don't you know. know. I mean, like, but but I understand why somebody would feel that way. Like, I get it. I'm not, you know, I, Lamar Jackson as a whole has presented himself as largely a good guy. I have made no bones about the fact that I am wildly uncomfortable with his relationship with Kodak Black. Um, and not not even necessarily his, the Ravens, but certainly the Ravens. I think that has been a major mistake on their part to embrace Kodak Black the way that they have. 
Um, not because he's a rapper, because of the extraordinarily serious allegations that have existed against him. Um, you know, I, 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 I get it. Like when you grow up with somebody, there's some amount of like wanting to believe that none of that is true. And I, like, I, 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 I can feel a little bit differently when it comes to Lamar, but still I'm, I'm uncomfortable with it for sure. There's, I can't debate that. And, you know, there was that time where he was going a hundred miles an hour or whatever on, in an Instagram video. There are things that he's done that I would say, right? Like he is still a kid and there's immaturity of all, but that doesn't mean it's not, that doesn't make it right. Right. But overall, I think he's been a really wonderful representative for the city of Baltimore. I think overall he's, He's done a lot of good things, and overall, I'm glad that Lamar Jackson is the quarterback of the football team that my kids are are growing up rooting for. I'm glad that um, he's the guy whose jersey is there. Our kids. Oh, ours? Yeah. Oh, what's, oh, because you had, right, we learned. Yeah, that's a good point. You had the magic of, uh, of childbirth. Yes. We learned about that, that yes. pain that you experienced yesterday. Correct. Um, I, look, I'm... I'm Overall, I have nothing but but wonderful things to say about Lamar Jackson. But as I wrote about in the column, when the criticism is deserved, I'll criticize him. And this deserves criticism, plain and simple. There's no getting around it. Um, Matt Myers made a point earlier. Said vaccination is a public health requirement in a civilized society, not a personal choice. We have a social contract to protect one another from infectious disease. But what do I know? I'm massively uncivilized. I mean... I, you know, that, that's the point. The point is to me, this is not a, this is why, like, when you bring up the, Glenn, I thought you talk about, you know, your libertarian side a lot. I, this is not to me about an invasion of civil liberties. This is about a functional society and how we make it work. I do not feel as though I'm being intruded upon by the government. I feel as though I'm doing what's necessary in order for us all to be able to continue moving forward as a society. And to protect those you love. Well, there's you know, certainly part of that, too. There's no question about that. Um, but just in the context of viewing it, it in the libertarian perspective, um, no, I don't believe that this is a place where the government is trying to intrude upon my rights in any way. I think that we are the ones that should be leading the charge here. It shouldn't require the government in any way. We, as, as thoughtful citizens should be capable of figuring this out on our own. (laughs) Young Utes is brought to you today by Sports and Social where you can get your fantasy football draft package right now. Sports and Social is offering you a great deal, room for up to 12 people, your draft board, two platters of 24 wings, four towers of beer. Is there anything better than when somebody walks by with a tower of beer? Yeah, when they have 48 wings with them also. That's true. It's two platters of 24 wings. Kyle, I don't write the copy. I read the copy. We say two platters of 24 24 wings wings with them. That's the way we say it, Kyle. That's the way it goes. Uh, three orders of nachos with guacamole and dynamic pricing that include uh, your model to host your fantasy football draft, uh, chair massage, all of those things. Find out more by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. Packages start at just $250 if you haven't been to Sports and Social yet. In Live Casino, it is 
I mean, just an unbelievable place. My God, what a spot this is for hanging out, watching sports, hosting a fantasy football draft. Again, events at sportssocialmd.com to find out more. Jack, what do you got for us today? Um, <coughs> sorry. No. Good. Glad we didn't do that before we yeah, came right. on the air. Glad we waited till right the moment we came on the air to do that. Uh, didn't know the microphone was on until after. Well, you so know, normally when, when you, we uh, say, Jack, yeah. what do you got for us yeah. today? It means the microphone. Right. It's it's your show now is normally the way that it yeah. works. Hey, don't worry. We'll get this figured out by like... Tomorrow. Yeah, by the end <laughs> of your time with us. Um, so the first thing I have is that Elon Musk is reportedly living in a $50,000 little tiny box. And it's a new company called... Um, Boxable is the name of this company that I don't believe you by the way. No, this is a real company. I don't believe real thing. It's not about whoever's Jack. reporting yeah, it. It's... It seems go on. Tell us um, about it. Yeah, so it's it's a house can be transported anywhere and it like through the company, like they set it up wherever the shipping container. Yeah, pretty much is what this is. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um but this is people like the tiny house concept yeah, has sure. been quite and popular and it it's sustainable, you know. It's sustainability. Sure. It's less waste. Sure. All these, this, this is. There's been a movement. Well, it has a hundred thousand people that have already pre like ordered their, um, their boxable home. Let me, let me see what it looks. And like. they actually, it's three hundred seventy five square feet, and you'd be kind of shocked of how nice it is on the on the inside. Uh, is that all that different than the tiny, tiny home concept? Yeah, oh, by the way, the stuff. boxable homes are actually probably bigger than your typical tiny home. Well, they're probably about the same size. Three seventy-five. I don't home. really know. What are they? Modules? You can like stack them on each other and have yeah, two boxes. Yeah, so you can stuff. like buy more than one and then make it into like a super home if this you really like wanted to. It's like The Sims, sort of. Kinda. Yeah. It's kind of reminiscent of The Sims a little bit. Um, so what's his? He's trying to get attention for he it. He probably by, invested yeah, in it. So when? So what, I think originally what what that Elon Musk's name is now attached with this is that when he was doing all of the uh, like his his launch with SpaceX. Originally, he was living in one of these houses. You're right over there. What'd you say? You're right over yeah, there. It's been a lot of. I am. I'm struggling right uh, now. You, you, I mean, have you been vaccinated? <laughs> I have. Been all vaccinated. right. I right, just want to make sure. Um, but when he was about to prepare for his his uh, launch into space, he was living in one of these houses right around the uh, the the base sure. of where they were going to launch. And he just decided to stay forever. Yeah. So I think now he's trying to. Uh, I get think a new he had to have invested in this company. Well, I would, ima- I would imagine. I would imagine. hundred percent. I think there's no uh, there's no way Elon Musk is just signing up to live in this right. if he's not reaping well, no, a little bit of a benefit. That's a hundred percent accurate. So here's my thoughts, right? Like, I've I've had a lot of thoughts about the tiny home thing. It's not for me. I'm too big. But well, yeah. I mean, that's that's for sure with yeah. you. But I appreciate it. Like, I appreciate the idea that sure. people are saying we just don't need this much space, and we all have to kind of like. Live together. I've seen the value in a cheeky Airbnb sort of context, you know, like to say you have. Well, just be an Airbnb though for like one or two people. Though. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but like you go I, with your girlfriend or whatever, and you just let's stay at a tiny house, and you're like, oh, I'm sleeping above the stove. But if like I was going, <laughs> if I was like going to New Orleans for the week, I wouldn't want to stay in a tiny house. Of course, I wouldn't. I'm talking about yeah, the middle of nowhere, like remote, okay. yeah, you know, like near the like woods that. or something yes, like that. I could yeah. see something along those lines. As a whole. The, it, Elon Musk is doing this for attention. He's not actually committing to like. He's also this probably is, not even sleeping there. I mean, maybe, he maybe walked in one for a maybe, few hours. Like, like even, if, even if he Photo is, shoot. even if he is, he's only doing Isn't it. Is he for married attention. with a kid? Yeah, the, 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 the maybe that's why he's crimes, doing it. Maybe that's why he's doing it. He's what like, to get away from her? I gotta get Jeez. away from his family right now. Um, look, I I don't. Whatever is largely my response. They they got a little bit of attention, so that was the point of all this. God bless, you know, Papa bless, if mm-hmm. you will. 
Um, I've got. I, this is not. This is not my thing. Where can we Papa John staying in one of these? Yeah, things. right. And eating what, yeah. forty pizzas a week <laughs> or something like that. That's the way that it goes. I also am kind of Elon Musk out, oh, yeah, if I'm totally. being honest Absolutely. about it. I'm kind of Elon Musk out at the moment. If you, it, I'm looking at a picture. If it's it, there's one where it's got three of them stacked on top yeah, of yeah. each other, so like, it's like a townhouse. Yeah, I mean, essentially, right. yeah. yeah. There's no doubt that you've lived in apartments that were worse situations sure. than than living in these situations. Look, I again, I think I'm supportive of the existence of the company. I also get fascinated by what was the show where they built like nothing but houses on boats. There was a show on one of those, you know, like channels that does like fixer uppers and things like that. It was, I mean, it was called My Floating Home. Might have been what it was called, My Floating Home. And like what they would turn into it. Oh my god, was all in, man. I like convinced myself, like I want to live on a float. I don't really. I sure Shane Falco, if you will. Yeah, it was a little bit nicer than Shane Falco's abode. It was slightly nicer than that. Uh, What else? For for that or the second thing? No, the second thing oh. would be the next. Um, so, <laughs> are you awake? Did you have a night last night? No, I had an early night last night. I don't know what's going on here. Maybe maybe don't, maybe, maybe don't do that. Yeah. yeah, maybe you got too much sleep. <laughs> um, for so the second thing I have is that I think we were talking about a little a, a bit ago yesterday, but the whole Michael Thomas not on the show, but a little after, um, with the whole kind of situation that's been unfolding in New Orleans. I, I don't actually understand it. I don't so, think he even requested a trade. No, so. I was gonna. I was gonna like. I was reading a little bit about it because I was like, "Well, how do you just skip the surgery that they that they came out and reported that he just just went under and had?" But it was uh, it's kind of like been going on for for several months, basically since last season ended, and he, the team knew that there was something wrong with his foot, and he understood that he needed a. Uh, a doctor's opinion on that. So the Saints originally came out, and the doctor that works for the Saints said, "This is the option that we're going to take. It's going to be surgery. This this amount of time for rehab, and we'll just be we'll have the surgery and we'll get over with, and it'll be done." And Michael Thomas took it upon himself to go outside of the Saints organization to seek a second medical advice, and he said that. There's an alternative um, opinion, like a route that he could do, which would be not go, not have surgery and just slowly rehab it back to normal. And then just kind of like set sort of like benchmarks, like every couple months, like you should be at this spot and hopefully it'll just heal naturally. So that's what he, that's what Michael Thomas was planning on doing. And how'd that go? Not great. (laughs) So (laughs) the, uh, so it's actually not super un, un, uh, like, out of the blue, on ordinary, for a person who is is rehabbing in the offseason in the NFL, if it's not through the team doctors, to kind of just, like, do their own thing and, and never mm-hmm. really, like, keep them in the loop unless something really, like, necessary needs to be said. But the uh, the Saints tried to reach out to him with their team doctors, their wide receiver coach, Sean Payton, reached out a few times, and he never received – he never responded one time. Um so there's there's rumors that they may try and trade him after all of this. They, they can't really cut him because if they cut him, they owe him so much money, mi- tens of millions of dollars on top of what he would already have to um, be owed sure. for his contract. And, I mean, it's, it's not He's also great. pretty good at football. He is, he is he's really good, good at, at football. The football. Yeah. He's quite good. And their receiving core, not great. No. no. no they don't really have a – Or I mean, anything, really. Yeah, their their quarterback, quarterback situation is terrible. Like, people like that Troutman kid, but I don't think he's going to carry an entire passing game. New. So I, a couple thoughts They here. have Alvin Kamara, too, though. They do have him. Um, one of the thoughts I have is that there is a natural distrust between player and team. And this is part of the problem of the business of the NFL, right? Is that if I know that at any point you're going to get rid of me at the first opportunity you have that behooves you – 
then why would I be listening to you and taking my advice from you? You you only care about you. You don't actually care about me. Um, and this has become a bigger issue that NFL teams have had to deal with because it's not uncommon for a player to say, um, I'm going to do what I think I need to do or what the people that are around me tell me that I need to do and not you. And frankly, to the point that I don't want you involved. That's just the nature of it. And this is a tricky... Wasn't that Kawhi had a similar thing with the, the Clippers? Uh, I believe that there was something like that. Yeah. I mean, there, I, I, you know, I have heard this from or a lot the of... the Spurs. It was the, the Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Spurs. Um, yeah, going to go coach the Spurs. Um, I, I don't... And there's no correct answer here either because they're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not. I don't think that teams are going out of their way to give bad medical advice. Particularly but when they're invested long-term in the player. Potentially, but also there is the argument of you. we think that your pri- your priority might be having me out on the field uh, in September, mm-hmm. whereas the priority should be singularly what's best for me. Mm-hmm. Well, full recovery is best for both parties. Yes, but there can be different opinions of how to get to that I get point. That. Um, and so... And generically, the uh, the mistrust thing is going to exist forever. That like, there's just nothing that is going to be able to be done about that. What about um, trust fall? Tr- I don't know if trust falls will always exist because at some point people are just going to fall on their ass enough they're just going to refuse to do trust falls any longer. It's well, just not going to give be it a try. And the band Trust Company, I think, is already gone yeah. and has been gone for Fair for enough. some time. Unless I believe Elon Musk invested them. Right, correct. And then they might come <laughs> back 100. percent um, I think the moral of the story is okay. What's it going to take? How do we get Michael Thomas? I think that's the real. Like what? Wh- wh- we'll wh- give you Miles Boykin, right? Um, then that's throw in the James, long snapper, James, James Prochet. I would throw in James. I don't Prochet, know. James sure. is going to be a Pro Bowler when we hear. Yeah, I'm going to throw in James Prochet. I think I'm going to be comfortable with that. I yeah, we can make I think I'll be all right. I think I'll be all right with that. Um, Villanueva. They just released Jacob Breland yesterday. We could have put Jacob Breland in the mix. That yeah, would have been an option. Yeah, um, Villanueva, 100. percent Villanueva yeah. can be thrown in there too. We got like, man, it would be tough, but we do have two. Fullbacks right now. Oh yeah, Ben. I know it's gonna be tough for you right. to lose Ben Mason. Correct. You be okay with that? Or you think they should get rid of her card? I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's t- but for Michael Thomas, you have to think about it. All right, you think about getting rid of Mason. Yeah. Throw in All a right. backup quarterback too. Ooh. Make him compete for well, the which, starting job. Which yeah. uh, they do like. Uh, they do yeah. like Swiss Army, Swiss Army Knife quarterbacks down there. They, they might. McSorley might be their guy in New Orleans. Right, make we the call. Think about that. All right, we'll see if that'll be enough <laughs> to land Michael Thomas. You know what? The hell with it. I'll throw in a fifth round pick too. I'm a generous guy. Why not? Sweeten the pot a little uh, bit. It's a sixth, and we can talk. All right, all right, fair enough. I don't even That's know if we have to give all of this up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, right. It might just be that they're looking. We'll right. give you a team doctor. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that this will end up. It is weird. I mean, it's a weird situation. Do you the also see. like just a sort of tr- garbage fire right now. I, but I think that, like. Even though I. Man, I don't know. I thought Jameis was a sleeper entering fantasy this year when Michael Thomas was alive. Not so sure anymore. I'm trying to pull this. I up. just don't know who they're going to throw the ball to. I think Troutman's a sleeper. Is, is Alvin Kamara going to have 500 catches this year? I agree like, that he's a sleeper. Maybe. Will Blackman thinks that it's a fait accompli that Aaron Rodgers will be the Saints quarterback in 2022. Will Blackman, of course, who formerly played that would require with the Packers, the Packers to trade him in the division or that's within not the, the division. conference. Yes. Yes. Correct. Which you know. Well, I understand that they nec- wouldn't necessarily want to do that. I would imagine there would be other shooters. I also don't think that we know fully the details of what the agreement was and where, like... I mean, he might have no trade clause beyond certain teams he can yeah, choose, I, but regardless, I, I would I think they'll do everything in their know. power to make it so that he's not going to have to play them. Yeah, I would. If I were the Packers, I would prefer him to be the quarterback of the Broncos, for sure. Mm-hmm. I would prefer that to be the case, but it might be that one of the caveats was 
we won't block you and your team from trying to work out a trade with certain teams. I don't know. I just don't know. Hopefully he stays in the NFC. I would prefer that as well, yeah. yes, for sure. Don't and number three. Don't want him over here. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. And then the third thing I have is um, the uh, Arizona Cardinals, which is pretty pretty big exciting news. Is they're actually building and they're putting in a, uh, a, a sports uh, book in their stadium for the start of the 2022 season. And it's like, pretty like big steps that the NFL is taking. I know the red or the the football team a couple years ago were in their new stadium were going to come out and say that they were going to try and implement this like is, a sports book. This is going to be a thing. So I mean, I mean like, it's already is... it's already a thing in other sports. I know I know in soccer specifically it's like massive. Like I think every European soccer team in their stadium has like a sports book that you can just walk into and like place a bet right there and then go back to your seat. Um but it's definitely a step towards, I would say, a significant change in terms of the NFL's viewpoint on sports betting. It because not too long ago they had a very strict and like negative outlook mm-hmm. on gambling. I think that was like kind of not just the NFL, but I think sure. everybody but, in them. But but you know what? They have a more significant outlook towards money, money, <laughs> money, money, money. Exactly. A little bit more significant. Yep. money. So I mean, it'll be cool to see if if how fast and what which teams because I don't know all of the the rules and the regulations based on states. I don't even know if there really are at this point. But well, there um, are definitely regulations. It does depend on your state's. Yeah law what you're able to do or not and where like in maryland you have to have a there's there's certain number of licenses that you can have and quite a few though right oh in maryland (laughs) they ended up being very they 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 went on the high end of that license to give like the teams the opportunity to say we want one here and Mm -hmm. and various venues not only give the teams the opportunity it's not just the teams but that's part of it is that not everybody knew the day that they decided to legalize betting exactly what the plans sure. were going to be for 10 years from now. They wanted to leave the freedom to say, okay, this is going to be an option for you moving forward. So undoubtedly, the Ravens, you know, the football team, you know, if, if they stay in Maryland, we'll see uh, how that plays out moving forward. They will all have these options in order to have um, sports books within their brick-and-mortar sports books mm-hmm. within their facilities. Um, and to be involved. And you're seeing already, like, you know, Brad Downs was talking about, that they're, they are hosting this event with their partner, DraftKings. Well, well everybody can say what, that. What's that? Everybody's a partner with DraftKings. Yeah, everybody's a partner with DraftKings. But the point is, like, DraftKings is their partner. Correct. You can't even bet yet. Correct. You can't even legally bet yet in Maryland. DraftKings is already their partner. Now, we, the expectation will be that you'll be able to bet by uh, the start of uh, the NFL season, by the start of the regular season in Maryland. i got to get rich but, by then. Is that your plan? You're going to try to make so it work? So I can just guilty free. You know, just yeah, right. Like, just throw, just throw away your money start, betting yeah. on Coco Golf. who's trying to piss away a second set today in uh, what Canada. Are, what are you talking about? It sounds a little personal. Not, not, well, no, I'm just hypothetically. Oh, hypothetically okay. speaking, you can No, she's about to, she could so serve, him for a, the, serve him for the match. Right, well, what a, the hell happened? Right. <laughs> it was a personal decision. I stopped, I stopped watching and everything, everything, everything went good again. All right, very good. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. That is Young Utes. The uh, the fourth to last edition of Young Utes, uh, at least with Jack here on GCR. And we don't really have any other young people to turn to to help us out, so we're kind of screwed at this point. All right, um, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience, and technically technological... Is that how they wrote it? Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. 
tidbit of the day. We didn't talk much baseball today, but that doesn't mean I can't make my tidbit about okay. it. Okay. We still have Cedric Mullins. And sure. That's something to be happy about. And he did all that in that game last night that they didn't. Cedric Mullins play. joins Fernando Tatis as the only hitters with 20 homers and 20 steals this season. He is tied with Marcus Simeon for the second most valuable position player in the majors behind only Vlad Jr. And his 4.7 wins above replacement. Well, that's .8 wins above replacement higher than the rest of all Orioles position players combined. Mm -hmm. So, yep, keep it up, buddy. We love you. He is not a pitcher. In case you weren't aware. No? Not yet. Are you sure? Not yet. Do you know that he couldn't? Uh, his arm isn't as strong. Suit. That's fair. Uh, John Means, by far the Orioles' best pitcher, has made 16 starts. Here you go starts, saying controversial things. Made 16 starts this season, and 11 of those 16, he has allowed two or fewer runs. That is not top in baseball, but considering the percent of starts he's made, it's still impressive. It's certainly There impressive. are, though, four pitchers this season with at least 17 starts allowing two or fewer runs wow can you name them uh i'll assume jake Degrom. you'd be wrong just because he got hurt and no, he's just not good no i mean he's pretty good but yeah, i'm he's just not good at baseball surprised by that um uh, Degrom has 13 so two fewer what two more we? than john means what two more than john means two more than john means yes um. Pa, 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 okay, then Hauser's bouts. It's not Garrett Cole. Uh, Garrett Cole has fourteen. Does he really? He does. Still pitched pretty well this year. I'm I'm still surprised by that. They're just that. God, they must be terrible. Um, Max Scherzer. Not good at baseball. He has uh sixteen. You say these things. I don't think that. That that's true though. Sixteen for Scherzer. <sighs> no. I mean that's pretty good, dog. Um. Okay. How about uh? How about the Biebs? Shane Bieber was hurt for a little while, but no, not him. Uh, forgot about that. Uh, Walker Bueller. Tied for the lead with okay. eighteen. How many did you say there were? Uh, four. Four. Uh, Kevin Gosman. Tied for the lead. Damn. With 18. Damn. I don't know, probably going to win the Cy Young in the NL. Might very well be. I mean, I, I haven't paid that much attention to really know. Like, I, is Corbin Burns on the list? I think I might have gone on the record saying he's going to win a Cy Young. Oh, we'll look through that in a minute. Is Corbin Burns on the list? Corbin Burns is not Shoot, on the list. The oh, thank God. Coco Golf won. That got me a little bit of cash today. He is not yet... Um, that doesn't mean that it's not a close connection. Woodruff? Woodruff, 17. So there's one more? Is it another it National League starter? It is. Uh, is it Wade Miley? No, he has like 15. Okay. Still it's still pretty, well, yeah, pretty yeah. remarkable. Uh, is it Marcus Stroman? No. He's a teammate of someone else you said already. That was right or wrong? That was right. So it could be a giant. I don't know that I know. Is it a giant? No. I don't know any of the Giants pitchers. It's another Dodger. No. It's another Brewer? Yeah. Oh, uh, Peralta. It is indeed. Okay. Fastball Freddy. 
with 17. I said he All finds right. his slider by 2019, mm. so I don't even know if that's true. Yeah, not, yeah I, I, could, I could not tell you if that's true mm. or not. All right, very good. Tibbet was also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or go to C3America.com for your free analysis. Tubular brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. The Purple Takeover is coming to the Maryland State Fair. Get your tickets right now to meet 10 uh, current, former, and future Baltimore football superstars. There is one package that gets you pictures and autographs with all 10. Costs you just $350. If you know anything about that world, that is an amazing deal. Great8smemorabilia.com. That's the word great, the number 8, the letter S, memorabilia.com. And we are thrilled to tell you that we will be partnering with Great 8's Memorabilia for an amazing series of shows this fall that involve Ravens players out in the community, your opportunity to meet Ravens players. We, have, we are committed to eight of them. I am stoked. I think it's a great thing. Uh, we'll be looking forward to that. But your chance to touch some um, Baltimore football players as well this fall we will be partnering with Great Eights Memorabilia, and I will be looking forward to making that announcement in the coming weeks. I got this one right. What? Kyler will be a top four pick. Do we allow you to make that a – that just seemed like an obvious – It wasn't at the time. It was probably earlier in the draft process. It seemed like an obvious thing. No. That's where you're wrong, one. You're really going back and trying to check right. to see if you got anything else right? Most likely, yes. How'd the Browns one go? Uh, pretty good. Yeah? yeah Did it? Good. Did it not specify the year, so they went at least six or ah, seven the year point. after. So. How many? How many were they supposed to win? Uh, Forty-five. Uh, how many were they supposed to win? It how many did you say they were going to win? Six and ten. Yeah, and how many did they win that year? Six. No. And ten. No, they didn't. Plus six plus ten, and then you just put that in the other column. In the other column, right? Yeah. Correct. That is correct. All right. Uh, totally tubular. Uh, brought to you. Drew was wrong about this one. Yeah. Chris Davis will be will not be part of the Orioles' twenty-five man by June twentieth, twenty nineteen. Oh, he was definitely still. I mean, like it, now specifically, it might not have been in June. I don't know if he was on the twenty-five man in June, but he definitely was still a part of it yeah. and was back uh, shortly thereafter. A lot of good predictions in this book. All right, uh, tonight, Masson two, Tigers Orioles seven o'clock. Casey Mize, Keegan Aiken, the pitching matchup. Masson's got Nationals, Mets at seven. MLB Network, Brewers, Cubs at eight. Uh, NBA TV, ESPNU, um, NBA TV uh, starting at six for summer league action includes Kings Wizards at ten. ESPN U.S. Summer League tonight, including one game that's actually on ESPN. ESPN starting at 5 for Little League World Series coverage. ESPN 2, the League's Cup. I know you never miss these matches, Kyle. Uh, Lyon and uh, Sporting Kansas City at 8 o'clock. It's a big one. And then Tigres, Unal, and Seattle Sounders at 10. The USA Network for WWE NXT at 8. Give me some non-sports highlights. Uh, UFO Showtime, 8 o'clock. Uh, Miracle Workers on TBS at 10.30. Hard Knocks begins tonight at 10 o'clock without Dak Prescott throwing footballs. Maybe you'll find uh, out just how yeah, bad his in, arm is. Down in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, chopped on the Food Network at 8. You've got you've got the College One Nash Capital One College Bowl, excuse That's me. That's the Peyton Eli yeah. Eli thing. Uh, Barbara Streisand, you're a big fan. She's ah, on do you love do you love Babs? Uh, That's my girl. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is on Seth Meyers. He's plugging that Mr. Corman show. Who? Apple TV. I told you about it on Friday. If you don't listen to me, I don't remember you saying Joseph Gordon-Levitt was part of it. He is. Uh, Molly Shannon is on Kimmel, hosted by David Spade. You probably led it with that. I, you know, I'm obsessed with Joseph. Are you really? He uh, did homework in my basement once. What? 
there was a movie that was shot, Guarding Tess. Uh huh. I do. Shot I'm on familiar. my street that I grew up oh, okay. on in a big old mansion around there. Not that I lived in, but right. was, you know, proximity. Right. And uh, he was he was doing homework in our basement. All right. Well, how about that? He was a child at the time. How about that? Uh, stuff and things. GlennClarkRadio.com. Thanks today. Oh, uh, t- uh, Tubular was also brought to you by the new print issue of Pressbox. Lasts, uh, lasts about eight days for you to get this print issue with Talia Tungavailoa on the cover before the next one hits newsstands. Get to your neighborhood Royal Farms today to pick it up. Uh, thanks today to uh, Brad Downs and the Baltimore Ravens. Thanks to two uh, – I still didn't figure this out. Mult- two goal, two Olympic medal winning triathlete. Two-time 2020 Olympic medal winning. I think it might work. Katie Zafiris. Thanks also to uh, Xavier Green, New Terp, as well as to uh, the GM, Randy Mueller, for checking in with us. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the Archa. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tomorrow, uh, well, Ken Zales will join us. Yeah, we're, we normally do it on Thursdays. Drew had to move to Thursday, so we're going to talk to KZ tomorrow. So you got fantasy draft questions, get them in. Former Ravens defensive coordinator Mike Nolan Yeah, I, there was an announcement yesterday. The Ravens are going to have Mike Nolan and Rod Woodson work their preseason broadcast with Jerry Sandusky. So we're going to chat with uh, Mike Nolan tomorrow. Um, we will be chatting with the uh, op ed writer for the Baltimore Sun. That w- might be tomorrow, might be another day, but we are going to talk to Bruce Laird. Yeah, At some this point. week he wrote a really interesting bo- op ed. The great Bruce Laird, of course, former Colt, uh, wrote about um, the former Colts that uh, should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It was an interesting read, including Mike Curtis, but not just Mike Curtis. And then some other irons and fires. Stuff okay, and things. All right, very good. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the U.S. Army Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, Maryland Five Star, the BMW Championship, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Young Jack. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday evening, go birds, Duke sucks, Ohio State sucks too.